podcastjuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the big show. This is only for brothers with big dicks and... No, I'm just joking. Huh? <laughs> Shout out to Tobias. He'll get that. Uh, hashtag Chili Uptown. Let's start over. What? One, two, three... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the big show here on Podcast Juice. This is the Michael Dean Show. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me today is Mr. I got my speakers on and I hear feedback. Q-Storm, sir, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, sir. Are you getting feedback, sir? Not anymore, sir. I've been getting some feedback on you, though. But it's all been good. All been good stuff. They love you out here in these internet streets. Um, so you said Paisley Park is going to keep him? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> no, I said, because you, you said you've been getting some feedback. I'm thinking like the Paisley Park people. Stay in your lane. Still you got to no, write them. You got to write them good. They have to be relatable. <laughs> you got to be relatable. <laughs> won't you let me do the yeah, intro? Uh, and won't you let me do the intro? <laughs> All right, and I'll let you handle the social. I'll media. stick to producing. There you go. Handle the, let me handle the draws, and you hold the money. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, also joining us is Mister Amp Pooh, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. I had a great week, and I'm got a five day weekend. All right. Yes, it is. Uh, if you're in America, it is a Fourth of July weekend here coming up, and uh, definitely is going to be a long one for a lot of people because Monday will be off as well. Um, also joining me, Mr. Big Sexy in Sack. How are you, sir? I'm I'm well, but I'm not off Monday. I'm in court at one thirty. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but it was a long week for me. It ended right around two forty-seven a.m. last night. But I got it all done. Everything is all uh, all under control. All right. You sure it was two forty-seven, not two forty-six? I'm sure it was two forty-seven when I woke. Walk to the door. All right. All right. All right. Also, fresh off the new job, he's got a lot of money in his in his hands now. He's a big, he's a big time. Mr. Sean Hill, sir, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, uh, unlike uh, you folks, I'm actually I, I got to work on Monday, so I need to maybe I need to find a new job. But uh, other than man, that, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. <laughs> uh, other than that, I'm I'm doing good. Another beautiful day up here in uh, Northern Cal. Uh, Palmer's off uh, with, with the grandparents still, so so life is good. All right, man. Love to I, hear I can that. ask a question real quick. Speaking of that, I mean, if I may, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. So I think everyone knows at this point that uh, I had a chance to visit Sean. Oh, what was it last month? I just remember driving up to what was it, Walnut Creek. Yeah. Now I'm living on the East Coast. Uh, you know, I'm from, grew up in the Midwest, and I'm driving through all these mountains. I'm like, damn, this is beautiful. Wow. We don't have nothing like this on the East Coast. So I was wondering, I'm curious what you West Coast folks, what there is out East that might make you say, wow, we don't have anything like this on on the West Coast. Well, for me, when I was in D.C. a few years ago, uh, I got a chance to go to the, you know, the White House and all that area. But what really caught my attention was the campus of the University of Maryland. It, It was enormous. I could take my school over here, um, CSU Sacramento, put it in a corner on that campus and never see it. 
it was amazing. It was like Stanford multiplied by thirty. I, I loved it. It was it was truly an amazing sight. That's cool. I guess I was thinking you were gonna say snow. See snow in the South Lake Tahoe, man. Snow ain't shit. Snow ain't shit. Well, well, for me coming from South LA, it's trees. Interesting. Trees? They don't have trees. Wait, huh? Yeah, South LA. Nope. Trees. Don't are- y'all got palm tree? That would be another thing for me. Coming from the East Coast, I'd be like, oh, palm trees. Wow. I'm talking about like the amount of greenery and the, the scene, the, the scenescape. It's nothing like that in South LA compared to when I went to DC and New York. Wow. Okay. I would never would have thought you'd say that. Well, I can tell you what I don't miss about the East. That's mosquitoes, gnats, and the humidity. Mm. Don't miss either one of those at all. All right. There you go. Mike's like, Mike's like Negro, can I have my show back? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody answered. Y'all done? Are you <laughs> finished or are you done? Hysterical. <laughs> Uh well there we go um man so there's a there's a lot of things that have been going on we want to start things off actually we want to start things off with a little exclusive for us for our listeners hopefully uh the new movie uh, Spider-Man Homecoming which I believe comes out next week at some point um you know and Pooh you have got you've had a chance to see this movie uh without giving us any spoilers uh what did you think about it it's 4.75 out of 5. And I only, the, the reason why there's a deduction is I'm still having warmed up to Tom Holland as Peter Parker and, and that voice. But overall, it's a great movie. Um, based on what you see in the trailer, uh, I, I don't want to mess these up, but based on what you see in the trailer, that's not the whole movie. Um, there's a there's a couple of twists in there that for me I was shocked they didn't they didn't telegraph it where I was like oh shit this just went up another notch oh shit oh, there you go <laughs> Marvel's calling boy don't be you reviewing the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry about that I had to get that out of the way um, the acting is on point everybody are doing their role and you make it totally believable um the big kid i can't think of his name was it uh ned or ty the kid because i kept i kept getting confused by the uh the fat asian kid's name because one minute he was ty another minute it was ned maybe that was a nickname but in the uh, trailer i found him to be annoying but in the movie he was fucking on point with it um all the action scenes are dope the storyline is good um they make they it's micro similar to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and to the Netflix shows, but at the same time, they make you aware that, hey, this is uh, a part of the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's not an origin story, but if you go into the film that it's a coming-of-age, high school, teenage film, you'll enjoy it that far much better. any one of the 76ers out for a date? All right. We're busy with all the other stuff this time. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we'll get it together one of these years eventually. <laughs> but yeah, because it was like when I when I saw the Ant Man for the first time, like I was thinking like, damn, this doesn't have any stakes to it. This is kind of to me a low level kind of micro. But then once I get halfway through the film, I realized, oh, it's a heist film in the Marvel universe. Same thing with this film. And on top of that, I know there were some issues with the the suit. Issues that there was a revelation that the suit is sentient, and some people have problems with that. 
it, it's all, all perfect. It's all good. I love the film. I can't recommend it any further. And we'll probably be dissected the next week even better. Uh, the audience I was with, I would say they were industry people. So like like their reactions, like I'm I'm laughing my butt off. I took my son with me. He's sitting there just squirming around. Like, oh look at that. Oh look at that. I'm like, shh, shh. Cause you know, I got these industry people, like, like they let these commoners in, whatever. Anyway, but like they didn't to me, like some of the the laugh out loud moments, they didn't laugh at. And I'm like, that shit's funny. Like, what the hell are they laughing at? Because I'm really like, oh, these are Hollywood people. These are probably writers, producers, and whatnot. And they're just like maybe used to it or something but it's just I know if I had seen this with like the regular average movie goer the response would have been all on point of course they um, they like some of the insider stuff like like if you're a hardcore Spider-Man fan that you know stuff that's the stuff that got the big reaction and I'm just kind of looking at them like seriously yeah, 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 yeah uh, damn near uh, waiting yourselves over that but this joke over here that was 10 times funnier y'all had no reaction so you got to see us with regular people, too. All right. So uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, and without any spoilers, did they show you guys the uh, after credit scenes, right? Yes. Yes, they did. There are two of them, mid credits and after credits. Okay. I mean, after. Yeah. And for my <laughs> the the end credit one is hilarious. The mid credit one, they. Career. They kind of set up future stuff, but both of them were a waste of time. I'm just going to be honest with you. You're not going to get any. This is not um, um, Nick Fury appearing at the end of Iron Man or anything like that. Oh, the other thing I meant meant to mention is um, Michael Keaton as the Vulture. I know when I heard that um, that was going to be the villain for this film, I was like, really? I mean, yeah, at one point I didn't want Green Goblin or or uh, a Harry Osborn. I was sick of that. But the Vulture, I was just thinking like, damn, you know, they could have came with somebody better. They couldn't give us Craven. They couldn't have rebooted. They couldn't have got uh, Donofrio to be the kingpin, something better. Michael Keaton kills this role. He was so on point that I'm like, fuck Batman. This is his best comic book performance now i'm kind of walking that back just a tad big and, and putting them on a even level but he was that good as the vulture all right uh in terms of all the spider-man movies you've seen before where would this one fall i think this would be two behind spider-man one i really liked spider-man one right. with toby i'm sorry i'm still a toby mcguire fan i really like that original series maybe if i see this a couple more times because uh, there was a point in the middle of it and this is just me where i was saying enough already with the t- teenage stuff and then that's when it clicked in like oh that's the type of genre film this is that marvel is telling and, but yeah right now it's number two and in terms of the marvel movies since they you know helped make this movie where would you place this uh, behind Civil War, Winter Soldier, Avengers, Iron Man, which which are, to me are the top. I put it above Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Okay. So yeah, top five. All right, uh, Anthony. Jack, yeah, go ahead, Anthony. Yes, sir. Who was Donofrio? Uh, Kingpin in the uh, Daredevil series. This is me giving you the face palm, Donofrio. Yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure out what is that. What you know what I meant. Vincent D'Onofrio, not Donofrio. 
Look, I'm from South LA. We don't do that Italian. But, but what did that mean? I'm trying to understand. What were you trying to do? You said to clown me for pronouncing his name wrong. Uh, I mean, Not even close. Whatever. <laughs> He's all good. No one cares about that. All right. <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming next week. Definitely we'll, we'll review that as well. Check it out. Um, real quick, I had deviate. I, I watched a movie, or I tried to watch a movie this week, and it was actually very disturbing. And it's my fault for watching it, but I want to put people up on this in case any of you sick, perverted bastards want to watch this stuff. Okay. Ha- has anyone heard of the movie I Spit on Your Grave? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. No. Well, it's a, it's no. a cult classic from, I think, the late 70s, the original yeah. movie. Right. And it's a premise is that a woman gets sort of ga- well, not sort of she's gang raped by these perverted dudes. And then it's a revenge movie. So she comes back and re- gets revenge on them and kills them and stuff. Now, a few years, switch job, a few years ago, simply cash. Apologize out. to the listeners who just heard that a few years ago, uh, there was a remake done of I Spit on Your Grave. Um, and I saw that movie. Only because I had remember seeing the original one, and the original one was just a trip movie to me, because it's somewhat it's a B level movie, it's somewhat comical, and it's but it's sick, you know. So the new one is done with today's you know very graphic tendencies, and there's actually the unrated version. But I watched that movie years ago, and I was I was like, man, this was a, this movie was crazy, you know, very violent, very graphic. Uh, but it was a trip. And then I saw that there was a trilogy of these movies. You know, there's a two and a three. And so uh, last week I signed up for Stars channel uh, because I wanted to watch Power. So anyway, they had those movies on there. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna, let me go ahead and watch the second one because I always wanted to see that. So listen, the movie starts. I'm going to just give you a, a brief setup. Bear with me. The movie starts it's about a young lady. She's a uh, waitress. And she wants to get into act. Excuse me. She wants to be a fashion model. And her headshots, you know, her pictures—they're not the best. So a lady says, "You need better headshots," you know. So she's at her work. She works in New York, and uh, on the bulletin board at her little restaurant that she works on, there's a little thing that says "Free Photography." You know, a little you you pull off the little number tag on the paper. You ever seen something like that, right? So she calls up this place. And, you know, it's due with a weird accent, you know, or you want to take pictures or something, you know, send us, text us your picture now so we can see if it's worth it, you know. So she texts the picture. <laughs> she texts the picture to the dude. He's like, okay, you look good, good enough. You know, here's the location for, for you know, pictures. Now, uh, she goes home and she lives in a sort of seedy or a low income apartment uh, in New York. She's not making a lot of money. It's just nice. Hey, Mike, can I ask you? Sure, go ahead. Is this the same actress? Is this the same character from the other two movies? Uh, no, 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 no. It, 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 no, because the whole premise is that the person starts off as, you know, sort of soft and becomes a savage. Okay. So, so uh, and she's nice, you know, young looking, nice looking girl. Uh, so she's, she goes to her apartment, that's what I said. And she's going down the hallway to her apartment. And you see the maintenance guy, uh, he's trying to catch a rat. Now, they literally show the rat run between his legs and go into a hole in a wall. And he's kind of fumbling around. And she walks over and takes a hanger. And she's like, here, let me show you how to catch a rat. 
and she just does a little hook type of thing and puts it over the hole that the rat would run through. So I guess the, the premise is that he would run through that getting stuck. And there you go. And, and he was like, oh, thank you so much. And you could tell like the maintenance guy kind of liked her a little bit. But she was just like, oh, you like my brother. Stop it. So she goes back into her apartment. So anyway, she goes to the fashion photographer place. Right. And when she gets there, they're doing a whole fashion spread with somebody and they got the cameras and everything. And uh, there's like three other guys there and they're all working there. And there's a you know fashion model lady. And so they're like, oh, OK, you next. Oh, you made it. You next. You you go next. You know, go in there, change. And uh, she's like, OK. And there's one dude that's like sort of helping her walk along through there. He's like really a nerdy type dude. You can tell like he, he could tell he likes her. You know, he's that kind of quiet buster nerd type dude. And I'm like, OK, you keep your eye out for this cat. And, you know, she gets changed and they start doing the Photoshop, the photo shoot. I think we lost somebody. And uh, as they're doing the photo shoot, the, the photographer, he's like, uh, OK, yeah, uh, maybe we can bring strap down a little bit. You know, now, mind you, as she's taking the pictures and this is I, I, I'm going to call out the filmmakers because they're some sick bastards. You can kind of tell like her nipples kind of like getting hard or something like that. So I could tell they're trying to zero in on that. And uh, she's he's like, yeah, take down, take down your strap a little bit. And she's like, it don't go down. It either going to go off or on. And he's like, well, we're professional. You know, you take it off, take off. You know, you go big far in business. <laughs> and I'm like, OK. And she's like, nah, I'm not here for those kind of pictures. I'm good. You know what? Matter of fact, I'm straight. Uh, I'm done. You know, OK, no problem. You know, she leaves. You know, she, she leaves. She takes her stuff and she leaves. So the next day, that geek dude that was kind of jocking a little bit, he knock on her door. And she's like, what the hell? He's like, I have the, I have the zip drive. on the zip drive. I'm, I'm dating myself. The flash drive with all the pictures on it. She's like, no, that's okay. I don't want it. How did you find my place? Like, oh, I just want to give to you. No, you have to do nothing for it. It's just yours. I just want to help. She's like, she reluctantly takes it from him. She doesn't open her door all the way, you know. So she's like, thank you. And then he leaves, right? And then later that night, she is going to take the garbage out. And she's got the garbage chute is at the end of the hallway. So she's walking through there in her little panties down the hallway. She leaves her door ajar, right? Comes back. Now, we as the viewer can see the door is just a little bit more open. She goes in, locks the door. She's got all the triple locks and stuff. Gets in the bed going to sleep. So now she's in the bed sleep, and you can hear the sounds of a camera. And she kind of like groggily wakes up. This fool is sitting at the tip of her bed taking pictures. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? It's okay. It's okay. No problem. No problem. It's okay. I'm like, whoa. Here we go. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. Now, mind you, she lives in a cd apartment building so you can hear the people upstairs downstairs on the side yelling and arguing and you can hear the street sound so it's a very loud place and uh she pulls out a stun gun on her night side i was like whoa she pulls a stun gun out shoots my man straight to the forehead he he goes down she's like running to the front door she runs to unlock the door (laughs) getting out of there and of course, he comes and grabs her and slams her to the ground. Blah, blah, blah. 
And uh, the maintenance dude, they show you the maintenance dude. He lives underneath her, and he's asleep, but he hears this. He hears the well, what's going on? He hears all this commotion, and she's like, "Oh my god!" She starts screaming, and uh, so they go back to the dude with the girl. And at this point, he done grabbing her head and slamming it to the ground. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. My man, the security, not security, the maintenance dude comes upstairs. He's outside the door, banging on the door. Boom, 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 boom. Open up. What's going on? I'm coming in. He busts through the door. The girl's laying unconscious on the floor. He sees her on the floor. He's like, what's going on? Here come that old nerd dude from out the back with the shank or knife. He just runs up on the maintenance dude. Just gutting him. I was like, oh, shit. Dude falls to the ground, bleeding out, right? The girl is like groggy. My man ties her up like, what do they call that? Pigtail or they tie your arms and all this shit up. She's laying on her stomach. Hog tired. Hog tired. Yeah, man. And I'm like, wow, this. And I already know what kind of movie this is. I'm like, okay, here we go. And this sick individual, he starts to doing his rape thing. I'm like, man, okay. And I'm thinking, I've seen movies with this before, but just do it real quick and move on. This is too uncomfortable. But this is the unrated version. And they going in. Uh, what was the movie with Halle Berry? Make me feel good. It's on. It's like that, but even more over the top. And I'm like, okay, I can't watch this. I fast through. Let me fast forward, skip through this. It's, it's too much, man. These dudes are sick. Who made this? There's no reason. You, they're, they're doing the shots that you don't need to be doing those shots. Like we already know what's going on. You ain't got to actually, you know. So I was like, okay. Oh, mind you, there's a, a man sitting on the ground right next to him, bleeding out. I'm like, this is this is raw. So, dude gets up. Uh, he calls his other those other photographer dudes that was there. They were like his brothers, so they all come there, and they're like, "Oh, you so stupid! You stupid! You doing it? You do this again?" So you can tell they they've been doing this kind of stuff. I'm like, wow. So he's like, "Oh, there's nothing. We can't get away with this." They're going to go through her phone records. She called us. They're going to know we have something to do with it. I'm kind of giving it that Bulgarian-Italian accent. <laughs> Just kind of mixing them up. Really? <laughs> so, so my man's like, we got to just take her or something, right? So they wrap her up, and somehow they get her out of this place. And the next scene, she's just on a mat in a basement tied to a pole. I'm like, damn. And then one of the other dudes, that one of the other brothers, he's down there on his rape thing. I'm like, damn, this is sick, man. And the other nerd dude comes in, and now all of a sudden he's like the sympathetic rapist. Stop it! You know, he's in his feelings. I'm like, dude, you don't want to start this shit. And he, you know, pulls the guy off. This is some wild stuff. Pulls the dude. I'm fast forwarding through these parts. Pulls the guy off. I'm like, okay, it's crazy. Let's get to where she breaks out. And then they got, they're going to have, you know, he, then he does the R. Kelly thing on her. It's like, damn, man, who's, who's filming this? But then you have to ask the question, who's watching this, Mike? So. You are. I know. <laughs> I watch it so I'll you don't have to. 
but I'm here to record. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, I'm fast-forwarding through this because I'm uncomfortable watching it. It's, it's, it's un- very uncomfortable, these parts. So the lady overcomes the geek dude, busts him in the head, and she climbs through the window, right? She takes off down the street, screaming and hollering. It's apparent that it's not in the city of New York like it took place. And she's running around trying to stop cars. And you notice the license plate. I was like, that looks kind of different. But then she goes down to the street where there's like stores and stuff. And they're all in a whole different language. And I'm like, wait a minute. She's not even in America no more. Man, they got her over there in like some East European country or some crazy shit. And she's running down the street. Finally gets to a police officer. And they take her to the police station. And she's like, I want to go to the American embassy. You know, I've been raped. I was in New York. And now I'm here. And mind you, through all this, they don't pumped her full of drugs, too. So the police officer, he's just kind of like, he doesn't know what to make of. He's like, you know, he's like, I don't know what to believe here. And he's like, but you seem kind of high or something, you know. And she's wearing a, a red dress now. So she kind of looks like a dazed out crackhead or something. And he's like, you you need to do drug tests. You know why you want to do drug tests? Because you're a junkie or something like that, right? I'm like, wow, this is messed up. She ain't got no ID. You're a foreign country, young white girl. This is this a nightmare. You've been raped. So they bring in this lady counselor, police officer. She comes in there and she's like, I'll take care of this. I understand what's going on here. You know, I can get you help. I can get you to the embassy. So she agrees to go with this lady and say, right, let's go to the embassy. He said, but get you cleaned up first. You know, so it's, all, it's okay. I'm going to get you cleaned up. I know you want to take a shower and stuff. I know what you're going through. And the lady shows her arm to let her know that she's been a victim herself. So it's like, okay. So he's like, I stop at my house. I live right next to the embassy. We get you straightened out. Come on to the house. You know, she's coming in. Okay. We'll get you cleaned up. Let's just go down to the basement and get you cleaned up. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, huh? Nig. They take her down to that same basement she just escaped from. And the lady's like, you want to fuck over my family? And slaps the shit out of her. And here come those dudes. And I'm like, ah, damn. This shit is crazy. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Because here's what happens. This is another thing that happens. It was it was way over the top too much. I couldn't watch it. I had to pause it. And then I skipped way ahead, like 10, 15 minutes. To the part where I was like, I just want to see where she becomes that hardcore assassin and take these guys out. But to be honest, I was so sick of the movie at this point. I just said, I, I just said, I can't even watch no more of this. It's too. I was like, I'm I'm looking crazy watching this movie right now because it was like it's too much. So I say all this to say, man, if you want to see a real horror movie and and you are sick. The spit on your grave series is on some whole other stuff that I need. I don't really rock with Trump and all that, but I need the FBI and the CIA to pull the records of everybody who's streaming this on stars because those are some sick motherfuckers, man. Like, there's no way you could watch that movie. I, I, and I was like, maybe it was just me. So I went on to Amazon, look at the reviews. I'm like, they got to be trashing this movie. Oh, best of the genre. This is great. Five star. Like, y'all niggas are actually watching this movie? 
So that's So how far did you Man, like I said, did you get into the movie? I, I, I skipped through the, the rape stuff. I may have got maybe halfway into it. And so I, I skipped ahead to where she had escaped. And now she was like on her dark night. But it was just I was already just like, ah, it's not even fulfilling to watch her take them out. Because it's just I, I just felt the kind of way about it. Ah, damn, man. Why am I watching this shit? This, just, it's wrong. Did, did you think it was going to be good or? <laughs> well, the first one, I enjoyed the first one. I watched it many years ago. But it just it was. And that one was graphic, but it wasn't as graphic as this. Like uh, they, the they, remake or no, no, no. The remake or, this is the sequel to the yeah, remake no but but you said you had watched it years ago was it the remake or the no the, the remake the, the remake okay yeah and that one was hardcore but they even upped it a notch a few notches beyond like okay you know it was it was straight torture porn rape porn it's it just it's just brutality it was like super brutal and I, you know, I just didn't have the stomach for it anymore. I was like, eh. So anyway, this is the PSA. Uh, if you go over, ladies, if you go over some dude's house and he got the Spit on Your Grave trilogy up on that month, <laughs> get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> Challenge. That's hey, let me ask you. Is this movie more disgusting than the Human Centipede movies? Uh, well, I would say yes, because those movies are sort of done with a little tongue in cheek of fun to some, uh, to some level. You know, this is more like to me, like this could happen. Like this is some sick, this is some real horror. Like this, this is not Freddy Krueger and Jason. This is some sick sexual deviant fuck boys. Wild stuff, man. This is, it's, it's, it's wrong. That's what I'm saying. It's wrong. And I'm mad at myself for even trying to watch that. All right. Anyway, that was rather long, but just like I said, I had to get that out there. Um, did you guys see any other movies or anything of note? I don't know if anyone is anybody watching Power. Power returned. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. But I don't know what it's about. Why don't you uh, <laughs> fill us in? Just a quick. I'm watching it. Okay, quick synopsis. It's just it's it's a story about a guy, a uh, drug dealer. He opens up a nightclub, and it's so I guess it's like a crime drama. You know, it's a lot of multiple stories going on with his family, his partner in crime. Uh, Fifty Cent is one of the people in the show. He's a bad guy. It's a very well done show. And his uh, his old girlfriend or flame that he had back in the days, who he starts cheating, basically cheating with. Uh, against his wife she actually works for the DA and she's actually trying to bring him down though she doesn't even know that he's the person she's been trying to take down and it, it, so it just starts with that and they're like this is the third season I think or fourth yeah. season and, uh, great stuff I, it was, this is the only show I'm actually officially watching it's Empire with with nudity nah, no, no it's no, not Empire I'm just no. I'm just no. Not at all. And a lot of people try to compare Empire to this. They ain't got nothing to do with each other other than they got black folks. <laughs> totally two different things. What do you think, uh, uh, Ant? I know you're watching. You say you're watching. Man, uh, the, the, the last scene of the first episode where he got taken down to the different hallway and they proceeded to whoop his ass, I was like, damn, man. 
and I felt bad when they denied him bail. And you know, you watching them walk past his, <laughs> which part of me is like, dude, you did this to yourself. He walking past his family, his wife, his son, his daughter, his baby daughter, and then to the left of him, he sees his mistress, <laughs> Angela. <laughs> and I'm just, and you just kind of think like, yeah, dude, this. This is, this is on you. Your, your homie tried to tell you, leave her alone. Your wife tried to tell you, cut <laughs> that off. Yep. You know? Well, you know, but you of, know, he was like you said. <laughs> Go ahead. A lot of brothers want that, that fascination of Jenny from the block. But uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, but his wife was bad. I don't. I mean, it's. it's Hey, you know, hey, we gonna get into it later. Sometimes even you got a bad woman at home, you still gotta go out and get I, I something else, so. right? I, I guess so, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a good show. It's a really good show. Um, they it's not on the level of the wire where they talk about the drug game. It's far, far, far below it. But it's definitely interesting uh, to see how that plays into it and how he's trying to quote unquote rinse his money and go clean and go legit. Yeah, I think uh, isn't the, the lead character's name is Ghost. I think we're about to see him turn into the not turn into to be that savage that he was originally when the show first came on because he was murdering people right. and doing wild shit. I think he's about to become that or show that side of him again just because of the jail situation. But it's uh, definitely a good show. I think yeah, it comes on tonight. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Uh, but uh, you know, did you see another Ch- black sh- Charlie Murphy on there? Man, it's so sad to. Uh, because this was the last yeah. thing he did before he died. Yeah. And you, he's, he's like super skinny. I was just like, man, it's crazy. Yeah, no dying. All right. Um, another, sh- another show I binged to watch last week because I, I, I saw the first season and I saw a couple of the uh, episodes the second season before my Star subscription got canceled. It was uh, Survivor's Remorse. Ah, okay. I don't know if you had a... If, I started watching it. That's a... That's a good show. Episode three of the second season, freaking hilarious. They're on their, uh, they're going into their fourth season starting August. It's about a black man, a young boy, grew up in uh, New York. No, no, grew up in Boston. Uh, His mom's and his sister. He makes it to the NBA. He gets a fat contract to uh, come to Atlanta. And just seeing him, you know, go through his life and, you know, figure things out and, uh, you know, deal with the new environment and really try to expand his brand. What I like about it is, it's, it's all family. He got, he had his uncle, his mom, his sister, his cousin is his business manager, trying to really uh, grow his uh, money, and grow his brand, and it's just showing how you know, young black man in the NBA, how he's trying to uh, make things right, the mistakes he's made. Like uh, one episode, he was uh, talking about like how he wanted to help. Uh, uh, these young kids with um, frozen nose, and he's like, "Yes, yeah, he's like, yeah, they fucked up." And of course, they all they heard was kids with frozen nose are fucked up, and how all of a sudden this is huge media backlash. Like, this is what he thinks about them, and he's like, "Wait a minute, I'm, I'm saying their situation, not them." And then he tries to give an apology, and then of course they got to trot out one mother of a fucked up frozen nose child. And it, to me, it's, it's a dope show, a dope black show. It's real positive. Mike Epps is on it. I know some of y'all don't like Mike Epps, but Mike Epps to me was hilarious in this, and y'all should watch it. Yeah, I watched the first couple episodes, and Tori is, is a big fan of that show. Uh, now, isn't uh, what's the basketball player? I think he's a producer on this. Uh, 
Oh, LeBron James. LeBron James. James, yeah, yeah. He made a cameo in one season. I mean, one episode. All right. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, movies and TV and things of that nature. Uh, I'm going to shift gear. Let's just get into this Jay-Z thing here. Uh, Jay-Z put out a new album the other day, uh, 444. And to be clear, I haven't listened to the entire album. I've only heard most of it once, a couple of songs, three or four times. But I'm going to say this off the top. This is one of the greater hip-hop albums slash period albums in a long time. Uh, Yep. The stuff he's talking about on the songs I have listened to so far, as a 46, 47-year-old man, black man, and he's the same age group, this is exactly the type of stuff we're supposed to be talking about. Uh, In specific, I want to read the song that touches me uh, when I listen to it. It's a song called Legacy. Uh, this song is very interesting because it actually starts with, I guess, his daughter. And she's asked the question. She says, uh, Daddy, what's a wheel? And I'll just read some of the verse, verses from this. Uh, he says, take those monies and spread cross families. My sisters, Hattie and Lou, the nephews, cousins and T.T. Eric, the rest to be for whatever she wants to be. She might start an institute. She might put poor kids through school. My stake in Rock Nation should go to you. Leave a piece for your siblings to give to their children too. Title the Champagne de Seuss, if I'm saying it right. I'd like to see a nice peace fund ideas from people who look like we. We're going to start a society within a society. That's major, just like the Negro League. There was a time America wouldn't let us ball. Those times are now back. Just now called Afrotech. Generational wealth, that's the key. My parents didn't have shit, so that shift started with me. My mom took her money. She bought me bonds. That was the sweetest thing of all time, huh? And here's the chorus. Chorus is legacy, legacy, legacy. Black excellence, baby. You gonna let them see? Legacy, legacy, legacy. Black excellence, baby, let them see. Now, to me, if a, a rapper on his level actually is making a song, and it's like I've always said this, you can make songs and they can be super catchy and the stuff you talk about is going to seep into people's brains, especially if they listen to it over and over, and especially if it's actually really good and, you know, the rhythm is there, to, you know, you start, you start to repeat the mantra, mantras of what they're saying. You start to become that. You live that, right? We talk, and we've got a lot of records talking about a lot of bullshit. But the fact that we have a record, it's called Legacy, and it's actually talking about leaving something for your children, generational wealth, and building wealth. And the, and the chorus is just the words, Legacy, Legacy, Legacy. Black excellence, baby. Now, if people start... Bl- rocking this song and, and they just singing that over and over in their mind. I like that. I like the fact that that's what we need. That's what helps will help start changing some of the mindset and some of the uh, imagery and just we get inundated with all of this stuff, the negative stuff that we may do some of our, we do some of it ourselves, right? And some of it's coming through the media that's allowed to be projected on it. Citizens of this country and of the world. 
But now here's the situation where they flipped it. They're talking about some real shit. Uh, some honest stuff, grown men type stuff. And so off of the off the top, again, there's other songs. I I give this a stamp of approval just off of that period. Because I'm like, this is what it's about. If anybody who ain't with this message, they're not people that I would associate with or actually have a real conversation with because this is as what grown men is supposed to be doing. So I have to salute them heavy on this. The other part about this, I think, is actually brilliant is the whole way that he released this album. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the album, yep. the album is exclusive uh, to Sprint cell phone users and people who were on title. You know, he got paid off the top. I was like, what, $100 million deal, $200 million deal, or some crazy shit like that. Sprint spent another $75 million to market it. He's eating off the, off the rip money. And then they spent another, they bought a million copies off the top. So niggas in platinum, they ain't got to worry about those. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't got to worry. You ain't got to worry about Damn. sales and all this. He owns his masters. He got paid up front. He's going to get paid off of the streaming back end, right? Because he owns a streaming company. And it's him calling the shots. Uh, and he's controlling the narrative. That's, to me, that's what it's supposed to be. When we talked about Prince, he was doing all these innovative deals. And, oh, why is it only available here? Well, he, was, he got ownership. He can do that. So this is just the next level of that type of stuff where he done put in the work. Now, he putting it out himself. He don't need... He didn't need none of them. He, he can come to the table with these big giant companies. So oh, and, and it's an exclusive to Sprint. And here's the other thing, too. And I had to slap myself. So if you sign up to title right now and try to get this album, you're not going to get it. Yep. <laughs> nope. Because it was available to people who believe this. I'll put my spin on it. This is available to those who believed in his vision early on and also believes and also are members of Sprint and Sprint paid top dollar to to get that exclusive to keep it over here for a little bit. And on one hand, I think Charlamagne said this online. I actually I back this too. For those who don't have access to it, it's because y'all didn't believe in black business. <laughs> mm. Period. And that's how I stand with it. I'm like, I, I, you know, I was like, you know what? Well, damn. Because there's a lot of people that have vilified Jay-Z. And, ah, man, this, I don't like that. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, that's cool. You ain't got to like it. But you have to respect the business acumen. If you was about, oh, I'm down with black people and I want to see this rise. Well, here's a business going against the grain. Are you supporting? Oh, was that that nigga a part of the Illuminati or Beyonce? Then they always be tripping. Do you support it? (laughs) Because they they doing it, and so again, everybody's gonna speak on this. But this is just my. I'm just so happy as I really dig deeper into this, and as I listen to this record, and I'm like, (sighs) this is what a grown man is supposed to be doing. This is this is rap. When it's done by grown folks. Right? This is what we always talk about. Let me just read a little bit of the second verse and I'm going to be done. 
uh, I've been listening to Wu-Tang and niggas like your seed married his seed married my seed. That's how we keep Carter money all in the family. You see, my father, son of a preacher man whose daughter couldn't escape the reach of the preacher's hand. That charge of in, that charge of energy set all the Carters back. It took all these years to get to zero. In fact, now I'm going to stop right there and break that down. Right. He says. My father was the son of a preacher, man. But the daughter, I don't know if you're talking about a sister or something, couldn't escape the reach of the preacher's hand. It's insinuating there was some molestation going on from the preacher who we know in the black community has a lot of respect and power over us. And he says that charge of energy set the Carters back. So that's what he's talking about. Generational curses set the whole clan mm-hmm. back. Right. And there's a lot of stuff that we have in our families, whether it's through molestation or people going to jail, where a lot of the fathers, certain things that we allow to happen, we wasn't watching over can set your whole seed back, your whole generation back. And, and we're trying to work through getting some of that. And that's a lot of times when we start repeating the same stuff. Oh, uh, they didn't go to jail. They went to jail. So his son going to jail. Uh, they was always low income. He low key. He didn't go to college. He didn't go. You know, it's that same old curse. He said it took all these years to, to, to reset that. He says, I hated religion because here was this Christian. He was preaching Sundays versus how he was living Monday. Someday I forgave him because strangely, our division led to multiple religions. I studied Muslim, Buddhists and Christians, and I was running from him. He was giving me wisdom. See how the universe works. It takes my hurt and help me find more of myself. It's a gift and a curse. It's called the Red Queen's race. Now, I'm not even familiar with that term, but I'm gonna have to go back and do some research on that. But just all that right there to be honest enough to show you, yeah, man, this is what's popping. But to me, this is a call to men. Get your shit together. We, we, this is what we're supposed to be doing, man. Leaving a legacy. So I can feel when he got his own daughter on there asking him a question. What's a wheel? And like, what do you? Oh, shit. What am I leaving for my peoples? My kids. That's my job. So anyway. This this is hit home to me. I was listening to this and I was getting emotional. I was like, damn, this shit is deep, man. Like, he didn't have to make no record like this. He could just be cool with his riches and F y'all. I ain't gotta do nothing but come he's giving us jewels. And there's a lot of other jewels and other songs. But anyway, I said enough. And I know you done heard the whole album, man. What's your take on this so far? Uh first you know, I Forgive me, I did sign up for a title trying to get it. Once I gave him that nine ninety nine, I'm like, okay, I'm in the game. I'm gonna listen to this. They were like, hit me with that, nah, dude, you gotta be on sprint. So I'm like, <laughs> so through Google and patience, I found the right spot and I, I got the songs. And you know, I feel kind of feel kind of bad now that that's how I got it. But I'm like, hey, he got my money, so you know, hey, whatever. Um, overall, like I knew this album was. Kind but I was just like, yeah, another Jay-Z album. Um, he's going to probably talk about all of his excesses, all his money, all his wealth. A few, maybe a few couple of personal, maybe, because I've been, I went through his discography and I've seen that he has done some like empowerment songs throughout the years. But when I heard uh, Kill Jay-Z 
And the story of OJ, I was like, what the fuck is this? I mean, he was just on, I, I, I don't know what he's going through or what his evolution is. He, he is just spitting some game. Like people have been talking about where is the conscious rap? Where are those rappers that you, you've had in the, early, the late 80s, early 90s on the East Coast with uh, the Native Tongues, with Public Enemy? This, here it is. I understand people um, big up Talib Kweli and they big up uh, Killer Mike and David Banner and uh, Kendrick to some extent, but Jay-Z, he smoked it all. Now, it helps the fact that he got the best production team. I mean, no ID, respect to that man. All of these sound killer, but it's like, it's the words, it's the narrative, it's it's the, the vulnerability he's showing himself, the responsibility that he's trying to say that he's grown and evolved to. It's, it's like he said, I'm trying to give y'all a million dollars worth of game for $9.99. And I'm like, yeah, my dudes, you did that. You fucking did that. And just overall... For me, this is the best album released this year. I don't think nobody's going to top this. This is the first rap album that I've listened to from start to finish since I don't know the mid '90s, uh, and that and I've had it on repeat and just listened to it over and over again, just picking up new wisdom, new little jewels that he's dropping. And I'm just like, fuck this dude. You know, people always talk about, okay, you're doing it now. We're was you before? Oh, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? I'm like, look, here is Jay Z, worth eight hundred million billion dollars, probably gonna get to being a billionaire. And at the end of his rap career, he drops this album. He didn't have to do this. And I'm like, take it for what it is. Take it for him getting woke. I don't give a damn if he got woke at eleven fifty five instead of six a.m. in the morning. He's woke now and he's out there putting in the work and giving not only just some music that you can dance to, but some music that can inspire and some information there, which people have been saying that's what they want from our rappers. Here it is. Accept it and uh, uh, download it and put some of it into your life. I'm like, dude, uh, the story of OJ, yo, every black man need to hear that. Every black man need to hear that. And that's my opinion on the album. All right. Did anybody else listen to some of the tracks? I listened to the whole thing. Oh, what would you think? You know, I got to co-sign a lot of what Ant said and what you said as well. Again, I am not very familiar with his work musically, but I've always respected his business acumen. That's what got my attention about this guy. And then when I heard this was out, and then you know, I got a copy from a friend, and <clears throat> I sat there and listened to what he had to say. It's like you said, you know, he's talking as an adult. He was inspiring. He was talking about you know building something for your family. It wasn't about any of the bad stereotypical, you know, things that you know this this genre of music has been burdened with for a hundred years. This was about building. This was about inspiring. He showed a certain vulnerability, and in the hip hop game, you're not supposed to do that. But he said, "Fuck, it, I'm going to do it anyway." And you know, one line that immediately leapt off the page was, "You know, it's better than dropping you know hundreds of strip club credit." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. People need to hear that. You know, people need to build their... I mean, he took... I don't know if he's taking shots at people. I know he took a couple of shots. Oh, he is. He is. Oh, he is. Well, when he, when he hit that, that Puff Diddley uh, Ciroc Belvedere line, 
I'm like, okay. No, that, okay. that's not a shot. That's not a shot. See, I see. I didn't know. I didn't know. No, no, no. I think he's saying that, like he was saying, like, why I'm I'm not gonna buy Belvedere long as Diddy got Ciroc saying, okay. I'm a I'm okay. a I'm a shot black. I'm gonna give okay. my money to the black man. Well, see, that's that's cool, but I don't know if you had Belvedere. Shit is nice. <laughs> 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 I've had Ciroc too, and I've had them both, so <laughs> it, it's good. Um, but again. He he exposes vulnerabilities in his marriage. You know, he talks about some of his shortcomings as a man, and he he inspires people to overcome that. I mean, that was the, the underlying theme through the whole CD. If I only have one complaint, it's too short. You know, it clocked in around 36 minutes, and I'm listening to it this morning, and after Legacy, that was it. I'm like, we're done? This is it? I mean, because he had a lot of thoughtful things he shared, and he tells a great story. He is a, he's a great person who paints a very vivid picture. Now, the video for the story of OJ, yeah, that'll never be, be seen on TV. <laughs> but it Ooh, definitely man. says its point, though. It makes its point. You know, I mean, again, I'm not going to sit here and say I've been a hip-hop guy since, you know, cool Hurricane those guys way way back but I like this this one's good I'll put this one next to uh, Peyton Fold Eric B and Rakim in my very very small but influential hip hop library yeah that that line you mentioned he said you want to know what's more important than throwing away money at a strip club credit credit you ever wonder why Jewish people <laughs> Jewish people own all the property in America that's how they did it uh, that's the story of OJ uh, is a work of art unto itself, particularly when you watch the video for it. Uh, you just have to see it for yourself. Now, a lot of the headlines and stuff that you're going to probably see on social about this album is all of the, you know, the uh, Beyonce uh, cheating and all that kind of stuff, which I understand that. But I'm like, uh, you can't be focused on the superficialish type, I mean, this is this album speaks far more in a deeper picture, and it's not the matter of him cheating. To me, it's the matter of him as a man saying, "This is how this behavior impacted my kids, and my family, and my woman." And now, men, exactly. men, we have to tighten it up, you know. And he does it in a way that you know he can speak. Again, this guy had been in the game for what twenty years. 22 years. 22 years. I want to find me the other person who can put out an album 20 years into their career and it shocks everybody. There's not too many artists. That's why I put them number one. They have that sort of thing. And I'm not talking about rappers. I'm talking period. Uh, Again, 20 years in the game and your album is being talked about as the number one thing popping off and in in terms of his position in the game, like he's on his terms, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's an yeah. incredible sort of a accomplishment. You don't you ain't never really seen that because most people are twenty years in the game. You call them irrelevant or ain't nobody paying no attention. This nigga shit ain't even in the stores. And shut down the internet. It, it doing it big, uh, so it's, a, it's an accomplishment, man. Uh, now, Q and uh, Sean, have either of you guys heard any of this album? I have not. Okay, I, I was going to say I haven't, and it it 
it begs for me. It raises the question: You all might have an answer. I mean, Jay Z, he started Title. I, I still subscribe to Title, and I assume he was part of the negotiation that when Title first came about, that got Prince's catalog onto Title. I, I, I for some reason, I had the impression that he knew that putting Prince's catalog on Title would help boost sales. Is that correct? my question is why the reason I haven't listened to the album is because I've been too busy enjoying the Purple Rain expanded album on title. Why would he release this album so close to that debut and possibly have that overshadow his album? Well, he well, didn't overshadow his album. It's two yeah. different things, too. It's two different things. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying the reason I haven't. Listen to Jay Z's albums because I'm still listening to Purple Rain. I got it, got it. Well, he does have a line about Prince in one of his songs that is. Oh, no, he ain't no, he ain't a ca- uh, causing, verse. Right, it's causing <laughs> some uh, controversy out here. So I'm gonna read a little bit of that. Uh, this is in the song "Caught Their Eyes." This is the second verse, and he says, uh, "I sat down with Prince eye to eye. He told me his wishes before he died." Now, Londell McMillan, he must be colorblind. They only see green from them purple eyes. They hide. No, the, no excuse me. They eyes hide. They eyes high. My eyes wide shut to all the lies. These industry niggas, they always been fishy. But ain't no biggie, no lazy eye, huh? This guy had slave on his face. You think he wanted the masters with his masters? You greedy bastards sold tickets to walk through his house. I'm surprised you ain't auction off the casket. Don't big homie or don't big bro me. Don't big homie. I've seen pure admiration become rivals. I've been to Paris at least two times. I've seen the Eiffel. I've seen an Eiffel. Uh, now, of course, he name checks Rondell McMillan in this. Uh, for those who know, was a, was a part of the. Paisley Park Estate and, you know, securing deals and whatnot. Uh, Lon Dill, he f- comes back on Twitter just to give his response. He says, yes, I heard the track, not focusing on a disc record or disc track now, focused on not letting WBR, I guess one of one of brothers records control masters. I do like the beat. Hashtag emancipation too. <laughs> now, there's a lot of conversation about one, should Jay-Z have said this? And, you know, obviously we've already talked about Londale. He's in the news a lot now because Universal uh, wants to get their money back on the deal that they signed uh, for Prince's <clears throat> Music. And Londale was a part of that deal. And, of course, you know, months ago, uh, there was the story about uh, Title and Prince's Music and the estate pulling off the music pulling Prince's music off of title. And, you know, there was that report that Jay-Z was trying to buy the music and all this when he was actually just trying to get the streaming rights. And, you know, he was saying, hey, I had to deal with Prince. You know, I I guess he was saying it was a handshake deal. We met and I would have the music and whatnot. So that's where he's talking about, you know, I sat down with this guy eye to eye. We we chopped it up. So I'm just saying this, my opinion, go get you guys' opinion. I, I personally, I feel what Jay-Z is saying on this because I know that the man had to deal with Prince and we know 
that Prince took all his music off of every other streaming service and gave it to Jay-Z. There wasn't some kind of uh, fluke or Jay-Z. How did he get the ring? Because he gave it to him. You know, Prince ain't playing around with his music. Right. And you see interviews with Prince where he was like, hey, I stand with Jay and Beyonce on this. It's a new business, black business. Let's go. I just I'm not going to say I wish I just I just found it an interesting or questionable in my opinion at least strategy to put it out so soon after releasing because the Purple Rain album came out what last week <laughs> my man still on it <laughs> I'm like Jay-Z had no uh, no parts of when Purple Rain was released right but doesn't he have a say on when it would be released on title no yes well i mean listen anyone oh can... you mean purple rain or his album purple rain or, no, or he... either all i'm saying is that i just thought it was strange just like when we talk about movies coming out they don't want to compete with each other on certain weekends or with too close to each other on certain weekends well uh, again, his... you got to remember you got to remember that jay-z is not competing for sales right he's uh, they they bought a, a million his off the rip and he got 200 million dollars it's not a it's not a competition of sales. It's a competition of hey, Sprint wants to give me a lot of money so they can put this on there. It's only available to to Sprint people and the people like you who already have uh, title. But again, there's more people. I guarantee you, there's more people streaming Jay Z's album than there is Purple Rain. That's facts. And it and the other thing is, you just heard what Jay Z just said. So he's like, "Fuck the Prince State." Prince is dead. He ain't hurting Prince. And, and, and even if again, the mu- the music business is not like the movie business, so you're not going to be stealing no sales from nobody. There ain't no sales to steal. Like the people who want to get the Purple Rain, to be honest with you, the real fans, they're going to go buy that physical thing because they want the package, they want the DVD, and all that stuff. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. the pennies on the dollar that's being streamed off of these sites, it's not. Ain't, ain't nothing to steal. It, it's it's his service, so his shit is gonna be. I I, I don't use title, but I would imagine if you log on to title, what you think they got on the front page? It ain't purple rain. Mm-hmm. So I, I I hear what you're saying, but I don't think that really plays into it. Uh, if anything, it would. Again, no one knew that he was gonna be putting out this album at this particular time, but it would probably be remiss of a Warner Brothers or somebody else to want to get out of the way of whatever he may have going on. But, so you haven't heard the album yet. Um, Sean, you said you haven't heard it yet? I have not, no. Well, I would say definitely check it out, man. It's definitely worth a listen, uh, if nothing else. Agreed. But the message behind it is very, very good as well. So, Q, you haven't heard the line of the album yet? I haven't heard anything about the album. <laughs> In terms of, I haven't listened to any of the songs. I've heard okay, about the album. Okay, well, okay. Well, feel free to get your hand. It's from uh, Kill Jay Z, the second verse. He says, "Oh, the hell uh, you I, I, I heard that from you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> everybody has their own tastes. Uh, you, you, everybody has a right to be foolish as well." <laughs> Now, for the people that know what you're talking about, what, what are you talking about? All right, so in the second verse, um, Jay goes, you egg Solange on, knowing all along, all you have to say, 
<clears throat> all you had to say, you was wrong. You almost went Eric Benet. Let the baddest girl in the world get away. I don't even know what else to say. Nigga, never go Eric Benet. I don't even know what you would have done. In the future, keyword, in the future, other niggas playing football with your son. You would have so, yeah. lost that. So that, that, that's a deep ass message, actually, for a minute. That's heavy. Yeah, because yeah. you know, take all the jokes die from it. What are you gonna? You gonna be that guy who you gonna lose your girl because you out there doing stupid shit, and then mm-hmm. you gonna have your son out there with another man, and how you gonna feel as a man? You know, what I'm saying that's some deep shit for men to take yep. and really, you know, straighten up on. I think he he wrote those lyrics after he saw that photo of Russell Wilson and. Uh, was it Ciara? Oh yeah, that's what he's referring to. <laughs> with his, yeah. That's, that's oh, that was what he was. That's referring what he's referring to. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> he was hilarious. <laughs> I thought he was talking. I thought the, the, I thought the comparison was between Halle Berry and Eric Benet. I didn't know he was. That's talking. why. That's why. That's why I say keyword the future. Yeah, he's doing both of. Them. Wow. He's a very slick yeah. writer, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's and, it's a wake up call for a lot of cast. And he touches on a lot of stuff that to taking pictures, you know, with a lot of rappers, you see, they have the picture with they uh, holding a stack of money like it's a telephone Ooh, and all that. Yep. He, he touches on that. Stop that. That ain't that ain't rich. You know? Yeah. You just look crazy doing that. Yeah, that's a good, good, good record, man. I hope a lot of younger people give it a listen. Uh, even older cats, because uh, he's talking about some men stuff. That you need to maybe you need to think about and tighten up your game a little bit in your life and for your kids and your family. The problem, the problem, the problem is I I could see it being a problem is that I think Ant spoke on this, and I'm not saying I disagree with him, but you might have a lot of these young kids out here saying, "Look, why, who are you to lecture to me? You did all this shit back in the day." It remind me of one of my most favorite scenes and one of my favorite all time movies. Uh, Boys in the Hood, where they, where they with Ice Cube in in the car, and Ice Cube saying something about, man, what's up with these fools? Something, you know, shooting each other, isn't that? And the guy in the backseat says, uh, "Fool, you did the same thing." And he's like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> I mean, well, right, and that's where Jay. I mean, go ahead. I, I understand Jay is trying, like Aunt said, you know, Aunt, you put it pretty eloquently. I can't remember what you said, but you said it nicely. But I still see that being. Uh, kind of hampering him in, in the light of some of these young kids out here today that just think they know everything. Well, I would say well, this. Having, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You got it, Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, having spoken to young people, you know, in schools and in juvenile hall as part of an outreach program that I, you know, I'm here in Sacramento. When we do this, and just again, it's just my own observation from doing it when I do this I speak to them with respect I don't come in there and say look you guys have fucked up do not do this you know you are you are fucking up no they asked me what I did I said guys look I made the same mistakes stepped on the same landmines I'm trying to assist you in identifying them and not stepping on these things and because it's all out there for you you just have to, you know, put in the work, be smart, and just m- maintain your focus. You know, look look at the big picture. Don't look at the, you know, the short game. Look at the long game. 
And so Jay-Z is doing that, which is great. And, you know, all people, you know, people as they get older and, you know, do something or amass any type of level of quote-unquote success, I think it's incumbent on, you know, going back and helping people who may have, you know, done things wrong because nobody gets to where they are without somebody looking out for them. That's just the way it is. Well, let me ask you this. Um, and I, I respect everything you just said. I think you're right. <clears throat> does Jay um does Jay Z um what's wrong with acknowledge that he you know he he had some transgressions and Oh yes well, it's in this that's album. Oh, I have yes. Well yeah, that's what this that's what this album is about. And but you know, I think okay. to the to the younger knucklehead listener that you're talking about, I think this different in this case because a lot of these cats and it's the same way you know, when you go out to the block and there's the OG is very respected and they listen to what the OG said. Well, on one hand, he's respected. Second hand, he has all the spoils of, spoils of war that you want. You know, he's balled out, sure. right? He has the, the, the woman that's quote-unquote the baddest in the game. <laughs> She's the top. She, so he has all of those things they all want. So they're going to listen to that, if nothing else, because they respect success. So a lot of exactly. times you have people that, like you said, hey, let me teach you how to do this. And they're like, well, where's your money at? Where's your car? Where's your, eh, you ain't got none of the, I hate to say it, you don't have none of the nigga trinkets. So I ain't going to listen. Well, see, he has all those trinkets, right? He has everything that they want. Most of them want to be on his level. When you hear them talk, they, oh, I want to be like that. I want to have my bae. I want my, my Beyonce. Well, so he has all those things. So when the guy who has all that that you respect sits down and says, actually, let me, let me put you up on some game. Sorry about the noise outside. A lot of them do listen, and you, you can see a lot of the conversation between some of these rappers on Twitter. I think, uh, the fact that I even know this is ridiculous, Nicki Minaj and uh, Meek Mill are going at each other right now, strictly off of what Jay-Z was talking about in this song, because Nicki was saying, I've been telling his black ass this on the side the whole time. Now that Jay said he want to listen, <laughs> but again, really? it's somebody that he respects. So yeah, he's probably gonna. Oh, you know, wait, what? Wait, he's wait, right. Wait. Go ahead, Nicki Minaj. Maybe I misunderstood you. Nicki Minaj has been. She said she's been trying to educate young kids on the on. No, she was. She was. No, I just said. You know, Nicki Minaj was in a relationship with Meek Mill. They have since broken. Oh, right. so she oh, was right. saying I've been and and the person that. Jay is probably talking about somewhat you would you could say on these some of that song about the holding the money to the ear and all that would be Mick Mill because he's a number of pictures doing it. He's the guy on Instagram doing it. So Nikki is saying I was oh, insinuating oh, that I've been telling Meek Mill this behind the scenes all the time. You didn't want to listen to me, but now you know here comes the big homie said now he want he wants to listen up and people want See, to smarten up. But again, I'm it's because it's somebody that these wanna... people respect say it. They gonna listen. So that was that was just saying that to your question earlier. But go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, I want to say. You always, <laughs> you always do this. Just go ahead and say. It. I'm going to yeah. say it. And first of all, I, I, I don't. Th- I'm not gonna. This isn't to suggest that Nicki Minaj is a person anybody should be taking cues from. But what? I yeah, I said it. I said it. Go ahead, say what you want. Um. Um. I just think, well, maybe I'm overblowing it, but sometimes a man needs to hear something from another man. It's going to have more impact, more resonance from another black man telling well, well, true. a black man, listen, this yeah. is the, this which, is the which, game. Going back to my point to you originally, your original question. Yeah. 
You kind of answered your own. You kind of answered your own question earlier. Why they would uh, listen? Oh no, no, no! I was saying earlier. I was saying would people listen to Jay because he he did the same shit back in the day, and they'd be like, "You're being a hypocrite." That, that's the difference. Not, well, I mean, depending on what you say, cheating on his woman, yes. Uh, but I mean, as far as the nigga tr- trinketry, not really. You know, I mean, he he did he wore the suits. He had the um, the Bentley in the in the in the videos. But I mean, a lot of the stuff that the rappers are doing, that he's like, "Yo, y- y'all look like fools." Jay Z never really did that. Well, no, I'm, 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 yeah. To be clear, so you know, I can hear what Q was saying about some of the some of the things he may have done. Would he be contradicting, giving advice, that type of thing? Again, I would say to a person who's a knucklehead who just wants to learn the hard way, yeah, it's gonna go in one ear and not the other. That's history. That's always happened. But I think to a lot of those people. They respect him so much, and to him, he is the center point of their success. Like, they want to be like him. So if him to actually tell them, hey, you might want to rethink what you're actually doing right now because this is what it's about now. It's, I'm older, so my, my uh, values had to change. Otherwise, I'd be stupid, and I have a family. So you might want to think about setting yourself up for this. And uh, to me, I think it's also telling men his own age and stuff to say, hey, uh, what we do matters and it ain't about just spending a whole bunch. There's another line he has in the song says, you know, telling people to stop dying for their neighborhood that they mama renting from or something like that. Mm. You don't own that block. Why are you dying over? You should just renting. Go buy the block first and then have something. So it's just these, these sort of little messages that I think is good coming from him because if you look at his history, a lot of times the stuff that he talks about, he changes culture. You know, when, I remember when he came out talking about you got to hair, hair, wear a button down or, you know, you can't just wear the T-shirts. A lot of cats start dressing like that. When he said that uh, death of auto- auto-tune <laughs> was over, yeah, auto-tune was over. <laughs> so he has that influence on the culture. So it's good to see that he's actually using it for something that can actually help us. You know, uh, and again, and it's the narratives coming from him. It's not some record company putting it on or choosing to do this or do that. He's in control of it. So he's also showing you that you can be an owner of what you do. Uh, there was a brilliant line in there. He says something about taking chances. We take chances. We don't. Oh, he said, right, I, don't, right. I don't take an advantage. We don't take advantage. I take chances. So he said, I don't want your little money. I'm on my own shit. If it fails, it fails. But that's what men do. So I had to respect. Like, exactly. Wow, that's a, okay. That's, that's a good message to send. You don't have to sign that deal. You do your own shit. If it fails, I'd, I'd love to. I'd be curious if I could sit down with Jay-Z and ask him one question. I would love to ask him on, on the strength of that line that you just that you quoted, which I agree with 100 percent. I would love to ask him what he thinks about. What's your man's name? Ball with the four hundred ninety five dollar shoe. What he thinks about uh, that. He probably supports. I mean, he, I would imagine. he probably gets behind it. Yeah, gets behind yeah. the hustle. Yeah. The, the, the Jay started Rockaware. Those things were those. He wasn't selling like ten, five, twenty dollars. He was selling seven, eight hundred dollars. Well, a hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. That sounds. That, I could see. I'm not. And again, I'm not. I'm not trying to change the subject here, but I'm not saying people should not price their their merchandise exclusively, but. I think there's a difference between exclusive and usury. So a hundred dollars. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Usury. 
Yes, maybe I'm not using the term completely 100% accurate, but you know, not. you know what I mean. Well, I, yeah, I mean, we've, we've been over this before, so I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, again, we don't know what Jay would say, but I would by going by his track record, I would assume he probably would support it because uh, that's the kind of stuff that he's into. I, I, I saw an interview with Ice Cube, and he was like, I'm all on board with Farmball. <laughs> he said, as a father, it's over. I, I want to do exactly what he's doing. Uh, he said, I'm putting my my son in the same type of position. Uh, so, yeah, but anyway, all stay wealthy, on focus. All wealthy black men, no, but okay. Well, of course, they're in a position. Um, but let's stay focused on, on this music. So I'm saying definitely go take a listen to this album if you can get it. I think they're saying, speculating that it might become available on Apple next week or a week out or something like that. So. And they say there's a possibility there'll be CD release of this as well at some point. So there you go, man. Damn, why would he do that? Why even bother with a CD? Some nice. people still like to buy albums. More money, I suppose. Cool. But there you go. I, don't know. I, just, I just finished listening to you, Mike, talk about the legacy of Purple Rain and how in a few years people are just going to be streaming it and it'll be sure. appropriate for that generation. Right, I, well, I mean, we're not talking about a few years. Obviously, we're I mean, I can see why he would release a CD, but I kind of like, why bother? Well, right, I hear you. Um, but again, they said the CD will probably be out in a couple weeks, so definitely, if you have to wait for that, go check it out. All right, uh, let's move on to something else here. Uh, wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, um, what else do we got to uh, talk about here? Or was that? Oh, uh, there was a couple of trailers that came out. Uh, going back to TV real quick. Uh, the trailer for The Inhumans. It's another Marvel uh, TV series. Now, is this... Uh, now, I saw them saying it's going to be on IMAX. Is this gonna, What channel is this going to come on, though? Yeah, it's going to... Uh, they're just doing a theater release for the trailer. Like, you know, like they did with uh, Superman. Batman versus Superman. Same thing. Well, they said the episode was going to be on IMAX. I could have sworn I said that at the end of the thing. Uh, yeah. They have, yeah. Yeah, I remember I'm saying that. I'm surprised because uh, the Star Trek Discovery, That's I think that's going to be, I could be wrong, but I thought I heard that was going to, the first episode was going to be in IMAX theaters as well. But I now, could be wrong about that. Do we know what channel this thing is? Is this going to be an ABC show? I guess I can look it up too. But. And if it's an ABC show, I would that would answer my question, I would assume. That it does tie into uh, Agents of Shield. Okay, yeah, it is an ABC show. It is okay. Uh, so, so, if you guys saw the trailer, what'd you think? What'd you think, you? I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. Um, the two, um, the two. A lot of people are saying, and I have, I only saw it like once. A lot of people are saying it has a cheap Power Rangers look to it. I didn't get that sense. The thing. Uh, the the two things the highlight of the trailer I would say is Lockjaw that looked I mean again I was watching on my iPhone but the the CGI looked pretty good good um, and I'm wondering if we're only going to see Lockjaw like once every season because they blow their budget but the two the two things that I took away that I didn't like um, I didn't like Medusa's styling her hair just don't look right we didn't see any kind of CGI effect with her hair I want to see how that looks. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. The guy playing Black Bolt looks like your typical white, square, lantern-jawed guy. He looks so... 
he looks too put together. It just looks so fake to me. Just look corny to me. Like a uh, think of like David Hasselhoff in his worst. That's uh, just that, that that turned me off a little bit. But uh, other than that, I did not. It didn't blow me away. I mean, it didn't look as bad as I thought it was going to look. All right. Uh, intrigued. Now, Big Sexy, I'm, I would imagine you're familiar with the actual comic book. So how do you think it compares visually to what's on the page? Well, traditionally, and I'm going to go back to the Jack Kirby versions of the Inhumans, which is what you know a lot of us grew up with when we'd see them in Fantastic Four and you know in their own books here and there. This I don't care for. Um, I've never been the biggest Inhuman fan to begin with. I don't like how Marvel has kind of de-emphasized the X-Men in favor of pushing the Inhumans because they owned that as opposed to having licensed out the X-Men. So Marvel's trying to position Inhumans as being the big franchise, and I'm just not seeing it. You know, I'm not seeing it at all. I mean, I saw the trailer. I was really underwhelmed because the characters don't don't reach out and grab me. And like, for instance, in the comics now, they've given Black Bolt his own book. I have not read it because the guy can't talk. So what's he going to say? <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying they may they may have come up with something you know unique to get around that, but it's it's too much pushing of this group of characters and it's pushing a group that has never really taken off so I, I think I think they've uh, misstepped on this one but we'll see now I don't plan to watch the premiere but we'll see what happens uh, Ampo what do you think I thought it looked good uh, based on my uh, very limited knowledge of the royal family please tell me that's correct Mark Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I thought it looked, I thought it looked good. Medusa is getting dragged on Shea Butter Twitter uh, for her wig, <laughs> but overall, uh, based on what I saw in the trailer, I think it's an interesting story. I the guy playing Black Bolt because he doesn't say a word. He's he's going to have to really be really great with his physical actions and uh, emotion emoting, so to speak, and I'm. I'm down with it. I saw that uh, Q said they, they already fucked up Lockjaw. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't see how. I thought the, I, thought I, the wait, wait, I said that? Yeah, you was on the Fantastic Board. You said that, uh, no, that they already said, messed up Lockjaw. No, I didn't say I said Lockjaw was a highlight. Oh, okay. I mean, That's I one of my favorite that. things of the trailer. Oh, okay. I mean, I misread that. But he, yeah, because I thought, I'm like, what? I was like, he looked dope. I thought that was dope. So I'm I'm into it and I'll be watching it. Um, my only thing is is it's like my knowledge of the Inhumans is really limited. I don't know if it's going to grab my attention. Like, uh, but I guess because I am a fanboy comic geek, I, I have to. But I mean, I didn't finish out uh, Agents of Shield. I know Q. I know, but so I don't know if this is going to keep my attention past the first one or two episodes. But yeah, see, now, I was gonna I'm ask sorry. You, were you, are you guys hyped enough to go see it in IMAX? Hell no. no. Hell no. <laughs> Unless it's a double feature when uh, The Last Jedi comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is a television show. It's free. Why am I going to spend money? I would go exactly. see it. Exactly. 
I would go see Star Trek Discovery because Star Trek we've seen those and we've seen Star Trek movies, so I would go see that, but not this. But let me ask a question: um, Does anyone know is this going to tie into the Inhumans plot arc in Agents of Shield? And the other thing is, these Inhumans don't—I think they're living on the moon as they are in the books. So how do these Inhumans fit in with the Inhumans that were portrayed on Agents of Shield, which were Regular humans who found out they were inhumans. You know what I'm saying? It seems like two disparate story points. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Lockjaw, Lockjaw is definitely not a human who became inhuman. That's a dog. So it doesn't. You, you know what I'm saying? It seems like two different inhuman concepts that are trying to be merged together. I have no idea. I don't watch Agent of Shield, so I'm not sure how the same I tried to watch actually that season you said was it season four because on Netflix. the last one yeah it's on Netflix now I started kind of going through it and I was, it's just not holding my attention man it's not that it's bad it's just that there's so many other great superior shows to watch and I'm like eh, do I want to watch this or do I watch something that's really good and it's just not holding me are you positive with season four because I thought that's I thought Netflix- Ghost Rider right Ghost Rider yeah, for me, the Ghost Rider part of season four was just there, whereas the ah. LMD, yeah, for, for me, whereas the LMD it took it up a notch. I just, you know, it was just so much to watch that I fell behind on it. And I said, eventually, I'll get around to seeing the end of uh, Agents of Hydra. <laughs> Well, yeah, my my opinion is Inhumans thing. It, it looks cool to me. It looks like the level of Agents of Shield, which again, uh, I don't watch. So I, I'm not hyped to watch this. I may watch this if I find the time. I'm not going to be like waiting on ABC at eight o'clock or whatever they decide to show it. I might catch it online or something. But it just looks like it's just not on the level of the movies. So I'm like, why would I even bother? Because like, I know the storytelling ain't there. So it's like, what's the point? It's not. I know they got dope shit over here. There's Marvel movies that's dope. Uh, somebody's got a lot of background noise going on. So I'm like, so why, why watch something that's not on the same level? What their brand is about? It just doesn't work for me. So they just basically booted humans from their uh, film schedule and to give us Ant Man and Wasp. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't see that in the humans, honestly. We'll see. You know, he was just—I have never been a fan. Never. My my thing is, I am a fan of the Inhumans in the context of Fantastic Four. I'm not going to read an Inhumans book by with the Inhumans alone. But if this if it's a Fantastic Four story involving the Inhumans, where that where the group originated from, the mm-hmm. Inhumans came out of the Fantastic Four book, then I'm interested. Other than that, so but I'll give the show a chance. All right, all right. Got, it looks oh. like they blackwashed Gorgon. I, that's a fight I'm not going to have no more. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to another trailer. Uh, Netflix show Death Note. Uh, yes. Uh, Ooh, buddy. Well, <laughs> I, I'll just say this: I'm going to leave my social justice stuff to the side. I want to see this movie. I want to. I want to give it a fair shot because I am a fan of the premise of it, the, the original, you know, the books and everything. So I'm going to watch this. Uh, it, it just looks like it's a different telling of it, which I don't. You know, that's fine. 
So I'm all on board for this, but I am very apprehensive to see how they play like the L character because uh, it's that black dude from Get Out or Atlanta. Uh, that's a drastic change. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what they do. Um, Big sexy. What, what do you th- are you are you hyped up for this? You know, I am simply because <clears throat> when I read the the book, you know, and you turned me on to the book. I found the premise to be very interesting. And because it is a Netflix show, they have not really dropped the ball yet. You know, so all the social justice and those issues aside, strictly on the content, I'm, you know, I'm hoping they're going to remain close to the book. Netflix hasn't dropped the ball. You, you, you missed all of Iron Fist then, huh? Hey, I take that back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did like, uh, Mike, can you, flub that one. Enlighten... I, I hope I'm not the only one. I'm not familiar with this Death Note concept. What is what is that? Simple premise is that uh, as a young boy, a book falls from the sky, a notebook, and it's essentially it's called a Death Note. And if you write that, uh, write a person's name in that book, uh, they will die, essentially. Wow! But it's a, it gets to be a very complicated thing because there's all these different rules, and the kid sort of takes it on himself that he is going to rid the world of crime by using this and it becomes a, a cat and mouse game between him and another detective. And it's, it's a, a fascinating, uh, manga comic. And there's obviously the, 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 there's an anime series of it too. That is just as good. Uh, but it's a very interesting story. So this is the American version of that. It's not. Yes. Yeah. Another ghost in the shell then. No. So they take the premise, but they set it in America. It's actually set in Seattle from what the trailers look like. Uh, oh, that's why it's raining, huh? Okay. Yeah, so, and it's, and it's told in a movie where, you know, the original story is pretty long. So I'm curious how they're going to sort of condense that. And it has like supernatural characters. There's like a demon character in it. I guess you see that in the trailer. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, anyone else familiar or, or, or anticipating watching this? Well, I saw the uh, first three episodes of the uh, the, the anime show. Uh, fortunately, life had gotten away, so I didn't finish it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I think Netflix had it, and it was subtitled. And you know, you, you got to pay attention to read <laughs> in order to uh, to watch that show. So I think uh, I'm gonna see what Netflix did, and then I'm gonna go back to the anime, maybe watch it with the kids. All right. Is the anime on Netflix? Yes, it is. It, it's been on there uh, for a while. Yeah. On there. Oh, shit. I, I would say, that. you know what? Personally, read the anime. I mean, read the manga, man. Like, yeah, it's just the way that it's written and drawn. I, that was one of the first mangas that got me really on board with manga. I was like, God damn, it's like this. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is really good. It's really good. The, the, to me, the anime is really slow sometimes, just the way they pace it. But, uh, all right. Um, oh, there's another one. We got another trailer. I know Sean Hill is like, we need to get off these trailers. Uh, <laughs> but it's TV. You should be able to watch TV trailers. I don't review TV shows. Just, Let's not go there. <laughs> Sean's like, fuck you. Um, the next one, uh, Jumanji, which is a... Oh, my God. Yeah. And now, that's a movie... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, you're right. I take the L. I hold the L with pride. 
<laughs> but you know you didn't watch the trailer though. But anyway, um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jumanji uh, trailer. This one is a. I guess it's a remake. I don't know. To me, it looks totally different. No, it's not a remake. Not okay. Um, but this stars The Rock and Kevin Hart. I don't know the other people that it stars in it. I didn't even know Kevin Hart was in it. Jack Black. Trailer. Oh, Jack Black. Okay. And you know, oh, Jack okay. Black is in it? That's a hell no. <laughs> and this is in the long line of remakes and reimagining of older movies, TV shows. And I know we've had this argument ad nausea, but, you know, uh, just to throw out there, because you know, we love to mention the bad ones, but, you know, let's not act like remakes are not the shit, because I know a lot of people fuck with, uh, there's another remake coming out this summer, uh, the Planet of the Apes movie, right? Uh, it's been remade a couple times, I think. And that's one of the best, arguably could be one of the best franchises going on right now. This is the third movie, which is the end of it. Um, but anyway, I'm going to go to Q first. What did you think of the Jumanji trailer? <laughs> Why are you doing that, Mike? <laughs> I thought it looked like some hot bullshit. <laughs> That's the, I mean, steam rising off of it type of bullshit. Unless I'm mistaken, the concept is these kids find this game. It's a video game, actually. And it sucks them in, and they become different. They become their character avatars. And to me, I, I'm already not interested in seeing that. I, mean, I saw the original Jumanji, which I thought was a great film. Um, I know it got panned because it was more violent than it should have been for kids. And I would say, hey, maybe it wasn't meant to be a kids' movie. I thought it was a great movie. This just looks like this looks like garbage. The jokes look corny. Kevin Hart, I mean, I think Kevin Hart is funny, but I mean, damn, dude, at some point you got to learn to say no to a script. He does the same, it looks like he's doing the same thing in this script that, he, that he's done in every other script. And I don't know, it just looks stupid to me. I, I won't be spending money on this. All right, and Pooh. I have to disagree with the uh, Q. Um, I was not looking forward to this new Jumanji. I, I, I thought to myself, they don't need to revisit this. I wasn't a big fan of the uh, first film. But I saw this and I was like, okay, I like that. They they updated it, video game. They they're they get sucked in instead of Jumanji coming into our world. They get these uh, avatars, which is kind of funny because the geek is the rock and uh, the hot girl is Jack Black. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting. I, I'm kind of feeling that. So overall, I I'm definitely going to go see this and bring the kids and everything. All right. Uh, just quickly. Uh, haven't we seen this in pre- Freaky? Haven't we seen this in like three Freaky Friday movies already? Oh, it's probably a lot of movies that sort of have okay. this premise. Well, it's Freaky Friday in a jungle. So it's different. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, to, to me, this looks like everything you both said. Uh, it's not a movie for me, personally. Uh, this is something for kids would see which you know when i look at some of the rocks pictures he does a lot of kid friendly movies you know of his career i thought he gave that up though i mean you're right but apparently, I apparently he, he didn't <laughs> right um but so this is kind of his wheelbarrow which i'm not mad at because i imagine he must make money uh you know in terms of kevin hart I, i'm not i don't go see kevin hart movies anyway so i have nothing here against it or for it it just ain't for me uh, i know a lot of people loves them Kevin Hart so he's giving them people I assume he's giving them exactly what they want uh, but I can see kids seeing this and having a great time with it, it to me just like a lot of these other movies that 
like I said, a lot of the rocks, like Journey to the Center of the Earth or something like that. Like, and I actually saw that, but I think I took my kids to see it. So I think that's why I said I can understand why I agree with Ant and I agree with Q. Uh, this just looks like more of the same kid fair movie. It's a lot of special effects. It's got animals and it's jokes. <laughs> you know, that's what they like to see. You know, so I I can see it. I probably would never see this unless I'm like flipping on HBO or something. And it's oh, they got this one you can watch on demand. Oh, okay. You know, what the hell? Just like the other Kevin Hart rock movie. I ain't, I ain't going to the movie to see that crap, but I watched it at home, you know, just Man. on an off afternoon. It's, eh, okay, it's whatever. Ha <laughs> ha Crap. <laughs> you know. <laughs> wow. It, it's just, you know, it's a payday movie for them. I ain't mad at them because people obviously like to see them and, hey, they doing their thing. But it ain't for hey, me. Mike. Go ahead. What would Jay-Z say to that? I don't know. What would he say? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't get that question either. I either. <laughs> no, I'm just saying we gotta we gotta build the black business, build the infrastructure. Oh man, Kevin Hart's built, baby. I mean, I, I'm not against it. It's just it's not for me. I, I would take my kids. I said I agree with you. I would take kids to see it, but you know my daughter's too young to see that, so I have no reason to watch it. I mean, the thing about the first movie that made it great was that you, I mean, I, it had kids fighting against this adversary, this game, trying to figure out the game. It, and the 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 events of the 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 things of the game come into our world, so you get that fish out of water element. Now here, you get the fish out of water, but they're characters that aren't acting like the characters that we like them as. If that makes sense, like The Rock. There's something about The Rock that makes me want to go see that would make a Rock fan want to go see his films. But I think but a kid, though, like, I think a kid would probably get a kick out of seeing The Rock in this. And same with Kevin Hart. I think a kid who may have sort of glimpsed, they know who those guys are, but maybe not be able to watch a lot of their movies anymore to see them be in this. I think you might get, they might get some enjoyment. Just, oh, okay. But you know, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Obviously Hollywood thinks they appeal to children because they put them in there. But it's just so sad that his follow up from the flop that was Baywatch, which I thought was going to be a hit. I admit is this movie. I don't think it's going to do him any more favors. No. It will because this is going to be a hit. It will. Okay. I mean, but most of his movies Nobody. aren't really that good. I mean, he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like he's not. He. This is this, his wheelbarrow to me. Is he plays in these B movies? That's his whole career for the most part. Like GI Joe, Fast and the Furious, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Uh, but see, I wouldn't put Fast and the Furious in the same category as like Journey of the Sin. Well, I mean, in terms of it's thing. just a, it's essentially a B movie, action, fun. It's not no serious type of movie or something like that. And he's not the pure star of that franchise either. Like the movies that he plays in normally by himself, they're either shoddy action movies that nobody goes see, or they're like movies like this where they're Baywatch or GI Joe or you know, he almost playing comic type stuff. He did. Try one time to do uh, kind of a, it's kind of a serious movie. Uh, Snitch. Did, I don't know if yeah, anyone saw that. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, and it, I wouldn't it, call it, it trash. The, it's the it's thing action. It's action. That, action trash. The, the, the thing of it is that <laughs> they didn't they they didn't acknowledge his size. So you know he's getting beat up by cops and stuff like that, and no one says this is a big. You know he's he's just he's playing an average guy who's not an average guy. But he is, you know what I'm saying. Well, I mean, but you know what? You're you're right, Sean. I, I didn't even cut you off. No, go ahead. 
And you're right, but and I, I understand what you're saying, but I mean Arnold Schwarzenegger played roles in, in sci-fi and action films where he played a normal guy as well. He, uh, what was that movie? Uh, the Fifth Day, I think it was. Trash, yeah, and, trash I, and I believe in the Fifth Day. I think they acknowledge the fact that he's 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 a big. No, guy. no, they don't. I they don't. don't. Okay. I don't think I, I remember. I, I remember. I saw that movie. And I thought this is Arnold Schwarzenegger on his downturn. I'm just gonna go see what? him. And I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm about to say to you. To me, that was it showed, it showed him as a regular family man, which was a little off-putting. But Arnold. And that's why I understand. Rock, the Rock should be there too. Arnold, he had a, he was huge, had this weird accent, but he sold it in every, just about every role. The Rock still needs his role that gives him that iconic, like he needs his Terminator, or he needs his, yeah. uh, the role from uh, what was it? I forget the character he played in. Um, what's Commando the Mars Predator? You're right, Commando Total Predator, Rico. Conan, right. Uh, well, he, 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 did he did Conan. Yeah, he did Conan. played Hercules. <laughs> played Hercules. Oh, Hercules. Rock did a Conan movie. No, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry, he did I'm Hercules. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay, but but Q, I think you're being unfair. Is that the people who wrote those movies not in Hollywood now? They're, I think, I think the people who wrote uh, Commando, Predator, Terminator. I mean, James Cameron. He. They they ain't writing that, those type of films anymore. Well, they I think it's more so type, those type of, those type of films just, don't get released thematically anymore. There's no movies that are like those action movies anymore. They don't make those types right. of movies. Those are straight yeah. to video <laughs> movies. Well, one thing I would say that it's a different time because The Rock, again, his movies, uh, in, in my opinion, I'm not gonna shit on him because he's very popular. But he plays in a certain types of movies. I think he understands his abilities. But at the same point, I would put him way above Arnold because at the same point, The Rock does have a dramatic side to him, right? Like, I tip my hat to Ballers. You know, Ballers is an excellent show to me. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he acts, he's the star of that. And then, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger ain't going to be in no show like that. He don't have the chops to do no shit like that. He ain't never done it. He's done a few serious movies, but they haven't been... Something that's like, oh, okay, I can, I can hold that. So, on the one hand, The Rock's career and diversity is totally different uh, than a lot of the guys we've seen before because he sometimes builds himself as an action hero, but obviously he has, he's not an action hero on HBO, and that's a very successful show. Um, and then he can also be a backup guy to come in and save something. But I just think in terms of his movies, I think we wanted to see him in that action you know, bonafide dude. And I don't know if his style, number one, all they don't make movies like that anymore. I don't think his style works they like don't make that. Movies like what anymore? They don't make commando movies anymore, Predator, those type of movies. I disagree. I, well, I name me Fast some of them that have been super successful. Yeah. I, I think Fast and Furious is basically like a. No, but like it's a, a team uh, movie. That's a it's a team movie. I'm talking about the now, lone let me, a lone let me guy like Schwarzenegger, where he's just the one star, and he he stars in these action movies. They don't do those movies anymore. I'm, what I was trying to say was, I think you if you make a movie like Fast and the Furious of that same tone, and you make him the star of it, I think that's that would be his commando or his. Uh, or his but it's not, uh, Terminator. It, it, the, the Fast and the Furious are comic book movies. They're in the same vein as Avengers or those team. There's multiple people in it. It's a spectacle. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, so, but they don't. Yeah. I'm talking. We're, we're, I thought we were talking about the older style, the commandos and the 
those types of movies, those action movies that just starred that right. one movies action they hero, a, uh, they don't make those movies have, anymore. You're talking about Commando Predator that has a prototypical uh, male protagonist, uh, cigar chomping protagonist. Yeah, no. yeah like the, the snow, Die Hard, snow, Die Hard. All yeah, of those early so, and, and that it's, it's, it basically is machismo on screen. That's the same thing. With the Fast and Furious films, so you could you could you could make a film. They, they can do that. They still have the chops to write a film like that. Just don't make it an ensemble cast. Fast and Furious films are nothing more than '80s male-driven action films with an ensemble cast. So get rid of the ensemble, and you got that. Right, but, but well, my point is, they don't make movies like this. No matter what you think is like, well, that's just, my question. Why aren't they, they? Well, because they don't. Why I don't, don't think they? people they don't work. Obviously, people are attuned to seeing these multiple action type movies with other stuff going. Look at Marvel. You know, they're really successful ones, the ones where they throw everybody in there. I think people are sort of attuned to seeing that type of stuff. So the the movies where it's just the lone guy, the the Steven Seagal movie style, the Die Hard style, they don't, you never see those movies at the top of the charts. They don't even put those movies out anymore. It's always a multicast. Look at uh, Vin Diesel. He thinks he okay, wants to be uh, a he uh, wants to be a star too, like that. Now, what happens with his movies? Flop City who, who, every yeah. time. That shit don't work no more. Vin Diesel. His movies only work when he's in a multicast. And, I, and my but thing he, is to say, one, he, he doesn't have the chops, and two, people don't really want to see that kind of shit. He's not that type of guy. I don't think The Rock is that type of guy either. He's great when he's around other people, but his lone work, as you said, it was Snitch. Uh, that was like other movie he had too. It was he was like a gunman, a, assassin type dude or something. Driver, what's it called? Driver. Uh, uh, the Rundown. Driven. Which I it's, called Dri- it's called Driven. What about, what about walking? What about yeah. walking tall? Yeah, another. Again, that didn't. That was a flop. Was it a flop? I assume uh, it, it didn't. He didn't do. Didn't do shit. It was a remake of an original oh. one. It probably did just as good as his other movies, but I'm saying it, it was wasn't a no dominant. Say, say it wasn't a dominant movie where he came out with, "Oh, that's the shit." Put him in. He's got to be the shit now. All of his movies perform exactly the same. None of them are at the top where they blow up. And well, I'm telling his, you, what, I'm here's telling a list you of his movies. I, I'm sorry. Here's a list of his movies. No, I'm sorry. How they did. Hold on before Maybe you do that. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do that, Q, what were you saying? I'm telling you. I, I'm not disagreeing with you about his film, but I'm telling you why I think that is. He doesn't. He needs the right script that would do for him what a Conan or a Terminator did for Schwarzenegger. Uh, I would, saying they don't I would agree with you. I would say they do. I would agree. Have ensemble cast now, right? I'm saying I would agree with you. All what? actors need just the right script to be the shit. But what I'm just saying is they don't make those types of movies. That's but all. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with all, why you. you I'm not saying. I'm not disagreeing with you on. What he would need to do it, I agree with you. I just said they don't do that anymore. That's all. Like they tried that with Hercules, and it didn't work. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. They tried that with Hercules, and it didn't work. Well, I, I, I contend with that. That her, no one gives a shit about Hercules. <laughs> Same uh, you can't see. Well, no, you just said that. you <laughs> need <laughs> a movie like like. <laughs> Like, like Conan, which is pretty much the same well, as and, and I'm just saying, no one gives a shit then about all the movies he starred in by himself because whatever the excuses may be, they haven't performed. But those movies well, I know, I was going to say that whatever like the excuses them. you would have for each one of those movies, ain't none of them propelled him where he can just rock a movie by himself. That's, all my, that's my point. Now, you put, I'm telling you, I'm, I, I, I'm saying, if you put The Rock in a script sure. that has to do with a, a dystopian in sci-fi future and he's the lone guy sent okay. out to eradicate an alien 
presence. He thought so. about this script. He, he uh, okay. I, I think, I mean, if it's a good script for his one, sure. he would, it would help him. I think it would do a lot for him. Okay. In terms I, of I, I getting not, to I don't disagree with you. Status. I don't disagree. The dystopian sci-fi, will, hopefully they'll make that for him. Hopefully it won't be like uh, Vin Diesel's <laughs> well, dystopia. You, you keep saying they don't make those films. I'm saying they do. Well, they they just don't. look different. The Fast and Furious is based Basically, the prototypical 80s male-driven action film with an ensemble. Right. Same thing. I, I said I don't disagree with you. I just said they don't make the solo oh. versions of that anymore. I didn't say what it wasn't like. But, I, but, but I'm saying they don't make the solo movie no more. <laughs> now, go ahead and pull what you were going to say. Oh, I was going to read you some of his box office. Uh, Scorpion King, $91 million. The Run Down, $47 million. Walking Tall did $46 million. Uh, Gridiron Game, $38 million. The game plan, which was a kid's film, ninety million. Uh, Race to Witch Mountain, sixty-seven million. Uh, Tooth Fairy, sixty million. Uh, Faster, twenty-three million. Faster and was the movie I was talking tr- about. That was the one I was talking about. Yeah, I saw it at the theater. And then this is where his career took off. Fast Five, two hundred and nine million. Journey Two, one hundred and three. Snitch, forty-two million. GI Joe, one hundred and twenty-two million. Painting Game with uh, uh was it Mark Wahlberg, forty-nine million. Fast and Furious, two hundred thirty-eight million. Hercules again by himself, seventy-two million. Furious Seven, three hundred fifty-three million. So he was good with someone. He works good. Anyone would work good in those franchise films. Fast and Furious, you could put Woody Allen in one of them. He'd probably do good. Mm, probably I'm not. exaggerating, but there's a reason why uh, <laughs> Bow Wow is not in those movies. It's not because you can throw anybody in. I, I like Bow Wow personally. I, I think sure. he's a good actor. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do like. All right. Well, there you go. I don't know uh, what you mean by that. Okay. There, there you go. Uh, but there you go. That's the Rock. Uh, I don't know how we got onto that tangent. Oh, J- Jumanji, uh, which will probably do good at the theater. I, I, I don't doubt it. Oh, I had a cute question for you, Q. This is a trivia one for you, uh, and you probably will know this answer. This can't be good. But what? Go ahead. What sci-fi? <laughs> No, no, this is about The Rock. What sci-fi... Uh, I don't want to give you the answer. What sci-fi property was The Rock in? Star Trek Voyager. Oh, there you go. Okay, I didn't know you know that. <laughs> well, I'm a Star Trek fan. So. There you go. All right. Hey. We just we talked about that on the... Uh, Big Sexy was there, right? We talked about that on the Red Shirts. Oh, okay. Yes, we did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, you got jokes. <laughs> he lied. I was <laughs> just joshing with you. All right. Well, there you so go. We're supposed good, to be good, uh, good building stuff. up the black businesses. I'm trying to build a business here. Hey, I support it, brother. I put it out, don't I? I support you. I support Actually, you. The, name, the name of the episode was Konsaki or something like that. Sonsaki or something. Oh, okay. Speaking of, uh, there seems to be a missing episode of uh, H, uh, Movie HQ. Q. Uh, oh no, it's not on. Right? It's not on cue. Not on cue. Don't don't put that on. Yeah, well, okay, why you coming to me? I didn't know you said it. <laughs> As a matter of fact, see, it's you gonna make me cue. call myself? I I spoke to you about what's Mike doing with the show. There you go. There you go. So That's we did all last on week. Me. Last we did one week. last week, but that that one has a longer shelf life. <laughs> okay. Oh, because I about to say I don't know about that. But and I'm afraid. I, quite on the lowdown, I'm afraid to put it out. <laughs> Oh, my. Yeah, what were you guys talking right, about? Moving on. Oh, so, uh, uh, behind I was talking the scenes. How, I was talking about how I think it's kind of I'm using strong language just to because uh, we're trying to entertain people. 
it was kind of it's kind of bullshit how Wonder Woman's getting all these accolades. It's a it's a it's a mediocre film with a couple of good scenes, and everybody's acting like it's the next thing, greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, people aren't being objective over this movie because it's a female driven, first female driven superhero movie since the '80s. And I'm like, you know, when Black Panther comes out, are we all just supposed to like that too because it's the first black driven superhero film? I hope it's a good film, but it's like we need to be objective with these movies. It has to be a good uh, well, film first. I, I can understand your point, ah. definitely. I, I, you know, people have short attention spans, you know, off the top. Um, you know. But tune in whenever it's... There you go. See, there you he, go. He, he <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I think I want to have... We have time to have this other conversation. And we're, we're coming up on this late. And I'm only doing this because... I don't think we've addressed it on the show. And I want to shout out another show, too. Alpha Nerd. Shout out to Alpha Nerd. Always. Oh, Lord. <laughs> said, oh, Lord. All right, everybody settle in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you do that. But I out. wanted to give a uh, conversation to, uh, so, you know, the, uh, God, hey, Philando Castile situation and we've we talked about the verdict and everything that happened with that but there was a conversation i actually listened to some of this afternoon and i think you were on there q uh you guys are talking about um what's the phrase that you guys were using something politics respectability 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 politics, politics. Yeah. i wasn't on the show when he's talking about philando because he would have oh, heard out, an earful hey. there was something you were on i wanted you, to call, called, in. I wanted to call in, in but i couldn't it was some show you did call in i heard you talking about it and uh, and there's also a video that came out of a young man, young young black guy, and I think he's talking about yeah he's talking about the Philando case and um, oh that fool I mean uh, that yes that guy and he is kind of you know if I'm understanding it right he was sort of insinuating that it was the fault of uh, Mr. Castile and you know there's the conversations about you know when you have a gun in your car or when you have a gun on your person. And how you act and, you know, people were getting into, you know, all oh, the, the young lady that was in the back. She was ratchet, if I'm understanding right. And this is why things played out in this this type of vein. And, you know, my, my take on it is um, you have to be careful. We have to be careful uh, how we view ourselves. What I mean by that, and I'm not giving an excuse to anybody, but sometimes I always wonder when cats particularly brothers always sort of um, I don't know the word but they always got something to say about well see blacks always do this or brothers always we always be doing they, they always think- do this and sometimes I wonder like and, I, and they're making great points don't get me wrong but when I step back and sometimes listen to it I'm, I'm like man you sound like the other side and what I mean by that, I can understand how we get inundated with uh, all of these talking points, particularly if a lot of these people listen to the news a lot. You know, I find that they're very educated and they watch a lot of media and stuff like that. And so you hear all of these things that come in. And we're only human that sometimes we will get you start to seep in a lot of this stuff. And not to say that the stuff that you're seeping in is wrong, per se. But it's just an interesting thing that I sometimes I think brothers, intentional black men, sort of will forget that they're actually talking about you. Like you're a part of that conversation. And so when people say, well, we don't do this and that and the other, I'm like, well, 
actually, I guess you don't do it either because you, you know you were talking about yourself. Uh, when we, we don't do this, or the, and sometimes I'm just like, I, I kind of wonder, like, how are we letting a lot of this stuff seep into our brains a little too much where we're not able to identify that all that stuff that we hear that we're seeping in is about you, not just those other black guys or, or those other people like like you are somehow different from that like they don't and i think uh, you know jay-z that that song's the story of oj <laughs> still a nigga like yeah you may have this success here and you're doing this over here but that police officer or whoever he sees you the same as he would see that thug and anyone else and the and a lot of times in my opinion i could be wrong the rhetoric that you are hearing from the news, he just sees you all the same, too. He's not differentiating between, oh, well, I think he has um, this one. Yeah. No, no, I'm scared of all of you. <laughs> so I just know sometimes I think we got to remember that we are supposed to all be in the same. We are, we're in the same category, I think. When, so with a lot of these talking points that you are mentioning, those talking points do include you. So when you are spitting those talking points back, I just wonder, do they remember that? Like, because uh, it just seems, I don't know, it's, uh, it, it bewilders me to understand the logic behind it. Uh, yeah, you're right. But, you know, that's about you, too, right? Now, what is your answer? <laughs> you know, it's not that other, it's not Ruquan's fault. Well, they, they actually think you are Ruquan. Now, I, that's uh, just my you know, understanding of it. We'll, we'll go ahead and see what you're going to say. Well, I, I thought you were going to frame this in a conversation where you specifically <laughs> uh, was going to speak to what Afriner, his philosophy, or I think the word you were looking for earlier was uh, ideology or ideology, which <clears throat> I tend to agree with him. I tend to agree with the thing he talks about black on black crime how uh, how black men and people who are pulled over respond to the police, uh, which may be detrimental to them. You know um, what? Try, try doing this as an experiment. Just humor me for a second. When you say um, how black men, uh, try saying it how I. Well, let me finish. Then say just to say it that way because it'll personalize it for you. Let me. Just finish what I was going to oh, say. I, know. I want you to keep already... finish. I want you to finish what you're saying, but I was just asking as an experiment. Can you say it like that? Do you mind just saying Let me finish. <laughs> I guess that's no. A no. <laughs> Let me just finish <laughs> what I was going to say. That's a motherfucker. <laughs> Let me just finish what I was going to say. Go ahead. I was going to let you finish. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's like I tell my kid if you just listen for a second. Well, no, I, I know I, I don't want to take away your I don't want to take away your points at all. I was just asking if you could do something for me. Okay, what I'm going to say is that I agree with him when it comes to his issues of black on black crime and Black Lives Matter. This and that, blah blah blah. However, the problem I have with Afroner, and if he's listening, I still respect this person, but I'm going to speak my mind. Uh, the problem I have with him <clears throat> is that he rails against tribalism. And what, what I mean by tribalism is he he would say that I'm not going to be tribal. Uh, these thugs in the street, they're not a part of me. I'm not that. That's not me. So they're not my brother. They're not my sister. What I say is, no, I am always going to be tribal. And I think being tribal, realizing that I am no different 
from that person who may be a gang member or that person who may be sagging his pants or this or that in terms of we all come from the same place in terms of this society, how they view us. So if I rail against Black Lives Matter for not speaking up against, let's say, black on black crime as much as they speak about white cop on black crime, or if I talk about brothers with their pants hanging down, it's not because I want to distance myself. It's because I want us, I want us all to have the same goals and do better. So that's where he and I separate. When I And that's why I got a little tipped off in terms of how he was viewing Philando in terms of saying, well, the cop was in the wrong. Yeah, the cop was in the wrong. The cop was in the wrong. Saying that over and over again. But then qualifying it by saying, but Philando didn't do this or that. And I'm like, dude, you can't say that in this case. He did it by the book. Now, if you're going to sit here and argue with me that he said, well, he, he, he said, uh, I should tell you, officer, I have a gun in the car. And then you can complain. Well, he should have said, I have a gun in the car and I'm a licensed own, uh, carrier. You you have no credibility with me. Your argument gets completely diluted because this is the brother who did it the way you're supposed to do it. And he still got shot seven times. Now I'm starting to catch feelings right now. And to sit here and fucking argue with me about such little fucking minutia detail it makes me question your entire argument and it makes you sound no better than the people you're railing against the white cops hmm. so it's like I, 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 I completely understand if you want to say we need to step up our game of how we just comply with the cops don't flick your cigarette don't jump bad with them and this and that and they still might kill you we understand that but you, go, you get a better chance of going home and surviving to see your wife and your family. But if you tell the cop, I have a gun in the car, because most thugs don't do that. Most thugs that would make a cop scared don't tell them, I have a gun. In, why am I getting some? Oh, man, know. let me. I'm sorry, man. Well, I'm you know, sorry. no, so the thing is, I, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, as I say, it just kind of go back to what I was saying earlier. They see you as a thug. Not that you're a thug. They're scared either way. I understand. They, they, they don't I, separate. I, I they're, not, they're not separating yes. the, how we play the thug politics game versus this. They don't play all that. <laughs> I mean, this is my opinion. They just see you as black and they scared and you, you're less than them. So damn the the internal black person politics. So he's sagging and he got his pants up. They don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> you're going to get shot. <laughs> And that's not funny, but no, I, the Philando case to me is an example of that. Like he ain't doing shit, but he's black. Then you know, th- that police officer ain't dealing with the well, you're a gangbanger, and no, you're all and I, enemies Mike, I, to I, me. I, I, so that's why I said when I, we when we play all these games, that's why I'm saying when we do all this, they, I, I'm just trying to say that they don't do that, and I don't know why we're doing that. Well, I I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I still think there's some. There's some validity in saying just for if nothing else, forget about white folks for our own respectability. We shouldn't be going around with our pants sagging down. We shouldn't be uh, tatting ourselves up all over our bodies. We shouldn't be doing it. We should be preparing ourselves for the 21st century so that we can be well, gainfully I, employed. I, I agree going with you. into a job. Right. I agree with you. I'm going to cut you off. For a second. I'm, I but agree that, with that you. Not excuse. But that's not again. That's the that's us doing those sort of you know minutiae between ourselves 
But I'm just saying the ones that we're talking about, though, those concerns don't come into play. We think they do to them, but they don't, obviously. We think because we're at a certain status or whatever those status may be within our hierarchy of how we judge each other, like that matters to the outside. And I'm just saying, I think it doesn't really matter at all to them. They're not playing all those types of games and right. And, all and that. they just say, they just saying, hey, I'm scared, uh, fear for my life. He got to go. I'm not judging him on his haircut. I'm not judging him on his name or whatever. Shaniqua, Baliqua, and they don't. You're black. You can be called Sir Richard Thompson the Third. It doesn't matter to me. You can have a degree. I, that's great. Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> you could be in a suit. I'm scared. Yeah, no one's arguing that either. Well, no I know, I know they're not, I'm, but I'm saying that was my point, though. It's not about the the politics. Ben oh, you black skin and light skin. You know, we always all we have all these sort of little things that we play amongst each other. This is just another piece of it. I'm just saying. Sometimes, do I wonder? Do we think that that really matters? Like, I'm wondering. And I understand why we do it because it's seeped into. We watch the same news and read the same stuff as everybody else. And we're going to regurgitate that same stuff right. back. We're only human. But I'm just saying we have to sort of be careful that we're doing that amongst each other. And we have to remember that we are just as much a product of what we take in as everybody else in this country. Unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that we take in is not to the benefit of us, but though we still take it in and listen to it. Right. And we'll argue that point. Because of, why wouldn't we? we? We are listening to it, too. I'm just saying the power structure, though, it's, it's for their benefit. It ain't for you. So sometimes when we regurgitate and all this stuff, we, if we step back and still have to kind of remember, like what you were saying, we all in the same thing. Right. I, I, you, I'm, I'm trying to understand the, the details of what you're saying. I think I agree with some of it. In, in terms of you say we regurgitate what they say or what are we what I'm saying is that the reason I say, you know, put down the weapons and stop shooting each other, mm-hmm. st- pull your pants up, uh, uh, don't don't make don't uh, diminish a proper education. Don't say you're trying to be white because you right. speak uh, clear English. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Th- those are things that Afro nerd believes in. I believe in that, too. Uh, I also believe in you should comport yourself a certain way when you're pulled over by the cops. It doesn't mean you're going to escape. But it, it increases your chances. What got me uh, frustrated was that here's a guy who was playing by the book. Right. And, and Afroner still found a way to criticize him. Hold on. So that's Hold problematic on. for me. Go ahead, Mark. Hold on. Um, it is unfortunate that Mr. Castile is no longer with us. But Q, you said more than once he's, quote, playing by the book. Again, when in California, you can be a licensed person to have have a firearm, but you do not carry it in the compartment of the car. You carry it unloaded in a box in the trunk. Okay. Now, again, was, I don't know. He was in whoa, Minnesota. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying what the law is in Minnesota. If it is, and again, whatever the law is in Minnesota, he shouldn't be dead. But, and the cop overreacted. But assuming for this discussion, there is a similar law on the books in Minnesota. Mr. Castile was not 
doing it by the book. That's all I'm going to say. Now, I'm not saying the cop was right by any leap of imagination. You know, cop freaked out, clearly. But we have to look at the whole thing with an unjaundiced eye here. Now, having said that, if Mr. Castillo was permitted to drive with it in the compartment of the car within arm's reach, then the cop is even worse off, and hopefully there'll be some federal intervention here. But, and again, at least from my own edification, that question needs to be answered. Okay, here's my, if I may respond to that, I don't want to eat up too much time on the mic. Go. Our response to that is, if the Minnesota statute say you, and it's same here in New, well, not say here, in, I'm in Pennsylvania, it's different from New Jersey, but in New Jersey, yes, uh, same as California, I you have to have the gun in a, in a container, the magazine has to be separate from the gun, no rounds should be in the magazine, that's in New Jersey. In Pennsylvania, you can carry you can carry a gun in, out in the open in your car if you want to. My point is whether or not that is the statute in Minnesota that it has to be in a case. Okay, I know for a fact people have been stopped in New Jersey that had the gun out, and the cop did not feel threatened because the person said, "I do have a gun in the car." Now they may have been carried off to jail until they could straighten it out, and they may have been given an expensive fine. But what I'm saying is that if if uh, the point of being stopped or if you're a gun owner or gun, carrying a gun and you get stopped by a cop, what you want to do first and foremost is make the cop comfortable. You, you want to put the cop at ease. And by saying whether or not he did it by the book in terms of possession of the firearm, which I'm not going to argue if he didn't, the cop should have been put at ease when he announced that he had a gun. Because most knucklehead thugs don't do that. So the cop, when, when Philando said, I should tell you, officer, I have a gun. That diffuses the situation. And the cop should then proceed to tell him what needs to be expected of him. Now, he did say, don't reach for it. I don't have any evidence that Philando was reaching for the gun. Everyone that's been getting at me is like, well, he must have been moved. Fuck that. You didn't see it. It didn't exist. Okay. So th- this whole thing about he announced it and most assholes and thugs and criminals don't do that. End of story. Yeah. I mean, common sense was why would a guy, and again, I'm assuming he didn't have a record for any sort of crime or he wasn't known to be a thug or doing crazy. If he shit. had a record. We would have known about it. Yeah, why, why would I'm just kind of, why would he go reaching for it then? Like if he just told you I got it, he's got his daughter in the back. Like you, I just don't understand how you would think a guy is gonna oh, fuck. I'm busting this cop. I'm, I'm gonna shoot him. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. But again, to me, I look at it from the viewpoint of the cop. He's scared. He's he has a he has a, a viewpoint of blacks. From whether it's his experiences of being a police officer or stuff he's heard or whatever he's getting it from, well, he's he's scared. Like he's not going to even give you the opportunity. He is terrified of blacks, black men apparently, and he's going to shoot first, figure it out later. And but again, because that's to, to me, that's how a lot of them see it. Like they just terrified of blacks. Period. Because he said his, I assume he's saying that his life was in danger. 
and he's gonna shoot the guy down. Well, Children in the car be damned. <laughs> it's, it's, that's some wild stuff. That's I don't know if that's more training or psychologically getting into these guys' heads to figure out, man, do you have some fear of black people or something? Because you you don't mess around and kill people out here, innocent people. Like, you know. and, and you know the thing that really speaks to me about the situation. If you look at that video, look at the look at the uh, Yanez's partner. He's not. He's walking up to the car now. Maybe he can't hear what Castile is saying, but he has eyes on. I assume he can see inside that damn window. Right. And if Castile was moving, he. I'm sure the guy could hear his partner. Because I would think cops would want to be able to hear what their partner is saying so they can act off of it, if necessary, as backup. So I'm sure he hears his partner talking. He has eyes in the car. And when Yanez starts uh, uh, unloading, the partner jumps back like, what the fuck? Mm, so he didn't have so his gun out. He, he didn't have his gun out or nothing. No, he right? did not. Yeah, I see. Uh, Minnesota statute seven section ninety seven B point zero four five prohibits transporting a firearm in a motor vehicle unless the firearm is unloaded and either one fully secured in a gun case expressly for that purpose, where the case is zipped, snapped, buckled, tied, or fastened, or two in the closed trunk of the motor vehicle. Okay, and we have no evidence that Castile did not have, wasn't compliant with that. As far as two, it, he wasn't. Wait, wait, let's, let's stop right there. We don't know that After, the gun wait, was... Wait, 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 wait. After all this went down, yeah, and you know, the man was shot, where was the gun, well, let me rephrase that, where was the alleged gun recovered? That's what I'm trying to get at. We st- I, I haven't seen any evidence that said the gun was out in the open. Because I would assume we would have seen at least a picture of this gun. I'm just saying you got that. If you're in a court of law and you show that videotape, you have no evidence that Castile was moving towards a weapon or moving at all. You have the the posture of, of the partner on the other side of the car who had eyes in the window and could hear his part. Well, you can't prove that he could hear it, I guess. He could hear his partner. You can't prove that he saw inside the... But he jumps back as if he was taken off guard. So, let, just let, don't... Just, go ahead. Let me ask this just, question. Don't come at me with this whole... He should have said, I'm a licensed carrier. Fuck so, out of here. So, that was... That was, maybe that was uh, Afro Nord's argument that he should have said, I'm a licensed carrier. And then that would... So, he's, he's saying if he had said that, then we wouldn't be in this situation? I'm... I'm not going to try to get into the mind of Afronaut. I can only tell you what I how he impressed me. That's one argument he said that he didn't announce properly. Okay. He, and then he also used this to jump off on his on his um, ideology about uh, black men dying and you know what we need to do to survive. And I'm like, he did what he was supposed to do to survive. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, so I just look, think about so. We you can hear it in his, cognizant, his voice, the tone of his voice. Right. We, we got to be cognizant of, of what do we. So now what do we do going forward when we are in the vehicle with our families? Right. Uh, in his case, we have a weapon on you. You know, what's the verbiage or what's the action or tone? Do we just 
literally just tell everybody, just put your hands up or up in the air uh, and don't move at all. Because any sudden movement, right, can may trigger this guy if he's afraid, you know, if he's fearing for his life. So you got to put your hands up and just wait for instructions. Don't say nothing, you know, and then just like, because there's a traffic. What, what was he pulled over for? Was it a light out or something? His brake light. One of his rear brake lights was out. So, yeah. Well, for, number one, I guess, I guess, you know, if I was playing funny style, you want to make sure your brake lights aren't out because they can get you killed, right? So that would be his fault again. Uh, make sure your car maintenance is on, par, is on par. Because when you get pulled over, you know, anything can pop off. I guess you got to literally put your hands up. And just tell your whole family, just freeze. Like, don't do shit. I, here's, what, <laughs> here's what I would say uh, to black gun owners who carry their weapons in their car. Uh, you just have to remember what to say. And if that's, the, you, you have to remember what to say to the police. I mean, you have to remember to say, say uh, I am a gun. Now, let's say let's say you're carrying the gun illegally. When I say illegally, you you don't have any harmful intentions. But you like I like if I had I was when I went to California, if I brought my gun, I would have been carrying it in California illegally. Everyone knows me; they know I'm not. I'm a responsible person, but I would have been so that's what I mean. But if you're carrying a gun illegally, uh, you need to you, you still need to say I have a gun in the vehicle. How would you like me to proceed? Now, he didn't say that, but I'll be damned if I'm going to say, well, that was his responsibility. That was how he didn't avoid getting shot. Fuck that. He just, maybe he got nervous and forgot to say it. But to me, he said what, he said the crux of what needed to be said to defuse the situation. He was honest. According to Twin Cities Pioneer Press, the gun was in his right front pocket. Wow. Okay. So that is a, that he was carrying. If the statute you read earlier is true, and I have no reason not to believe it's not, then he was carrying it illegally. Mm. Now, having again, just so I don't, people don't come at me and get broke off. <laughs> the cop still overreacted. Clearly, yes, because if it's in his pocket, there's no way he's going to draw that gun. Uh, see, now you're speculating. No, 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 no. Yes. Yes. No. You are no, speculating. No, no. Yes, yes, yes. Have you ever carried a gun in your pocket? No. Okay, I have. You are not no. going to draw that gun. No, fast you are not going to draw that gun. That's you. No. That's everybody else. If it's in his pocket, there's no way he's going to draw that gun fast enough to be a threat. Again, Q, no way. is not as educated or as conscientious as you are in gun ownership. It has nothing to do with, it has to do with physics. He's in a seated position. He has to lean his body to the left, assuming his right hand and is in his right pocket. He has to lean his body to the left, put his hand in his pocket where his hand becomes concealed, and then the cop has a reason to feel threatened. So he, I don't believe it by any stretch of the imagination he was reaching for that gun if it was in his pocket. Did, it, did I say he was reaching for the gun? No, no, the no cop, I did not. The cop, well, the cop, cop's a moron. Cop overreacted and is a flat out, well, that's flat what out fucking it's wrong. about. 
<laughs> but it's again, about not ascribing any blame whatsoever. I'm not ascribing anyone. blame. But what I'm saying is this. The gun was in the pocket. Okay, fine. That's that's a given. Now, none of us were in the car. We don't know what happened to the car. I don't know. Because Mike said this earlier, and this is what should have happened if it did not happen. The minute he said, I have a gun, his hands should have never dropped below his shoulders. Agreed. Period. Agreed. Now, I don't know if they did. I don't know if they didn't. But they shouldn't have. Uh Now... If they did, and this cop, who we all agree overreacted, fired, he's still wrong. There's no way to paint this so the cop is right unless, you know, this guy's hands were in the headliner of the car. Uh-huh. You know, there, there's just no way. Now, I don't know what the fuck this jury saw, but I think it is also possible that the defense sidetracked the jury with things that really weren't relevant to what is really going on here. I think they focused more on the girlfriend and her being FaceTiming and all that shit instead of the actions of their guy. And their guy needs to go, you know, go away. Now, Mike also mentioned training. I don't think it's training alone. I think it's screening. You got to be a lot lot more selective on who you allow to be a cop. This guy's a moron. He shouldn't be a cop. I think, and you can appreciate this, Big Sexy, I think it's um, maybe, we had a case like this before, we talked about this, maybe the prosecution overreached and wanted something like that. I think, for some reason, I want to say that happened, too. Um, Well, they tried to get him on voluntary manslaughter. I don't believe they tried to get a murder charge. Okay. Well, Well, you know, I'd say this. Okay. I'm just going to say real quick. This is one thing I I would say, you know, I took before I bought my first gun. (laughs) I don't want to sound like a nut, but before I bought the first gun, I I did my homework. I went to my police precinct. I looked at all the YouTube videos by professional shooters, NRA. I can't stand the NRA, but NRA trainers. and, And they all said, you know, even if the cop takes you at your word and assumes that you are responsible for it, he may ask you to step out of the car and he, he might want to handcuff you because he just wants to know where your hands are in any given situation. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing I would say. We, particularly as black men, if we can diffuse the situation by saying, I have a gun in the car, I'm a licensed carrier, how would you like me to proceed with your hands at 10 and 2 on the steering wheel? He, the cop may still ask you to step out of the car, may place you in handcuffs, does not mean you're being arrested, but if you have a gun in the car, that may, I, now Big says you might be able to say, does that give them probable cause to, to check your car for other possible contraband, or if you have a gun, is that, is that if, your car, if your car is, has been pulled over with any probable cause, Everyone in the car and all containers in the car can be searched. Okay, so the, so they want to so they might handcuff you during the search of the car. That's something that we have to accept. Well, they may handcuff you, or they may, or and or they may put you in the back of the cruiser while they figure this shit out. That does not mean you're going to the joint at yeah, all. Let me let me just add this last thing. And listen, I support 
gun owners, right? Uh, at some point, I'm going to get one. I'm going to go beyond talking. I'll be like you. I ain't going to be like you with the multiple, but I, I'm, I support gun owners. But I say this, too. I'll say this to my to my fathers out there. You might want to think about when you got your family in the car, your children. Think about the possibility of leaving that firearm at home. Because, listen, I just disagree. That's fine. I'm not asking for your opinion, but I I respect it. You want to be careful because. uh, I'm not blaming this man, but it's not a fair world. And you have to understand that your children, they are, you are their everything. You know, something happens to you, particularly in their presence, traumatizing. I, my heart goes out to the little daughter here because this thing is immortalized on video. It's all over the world. She's got to live with that. She's lost her dad, right? As a child and has to it's going to be relived for her. That's a trauma, a tragedy. No parent would want to see their kids have to deal with. And my thing is, I just say, at least think about the possibility that, you know what? You got the right to bear arms. You got all these rights and you're right. But I know I think about I would think about, do I really want the possibility of this to pop off with my kids in the car? You have to ask yourself about. If that possibility is go down, is it worth it for you and your family? Uh, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just telling you to think about it. You, 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 I would think a rational person would have to weigh that conversation in their mind because we are the responsible ones. Regardless if the cop is wrong, there's always something that can happen to you, no doubt. But again, you know, if you're going to get in a situation where you're taking your family outside the house, you always got to think about, well, let me make sure all my P's and Q's are proper when I'm with my family because I, I don't got, you know, I'm not trying to get them in any sort of, yeah, uh, are, is, our, is my car run properly? I don't want them to break down when I go somewhere because I got my kids in the car. That happened to me the other day, right? Uh, do, do I have my, my lights on properly or do I got enough gas in the car to get where I need to get to? These are things you just think about, especially when you got your kids in the car. So I'm just saying, if you don't have a loaded weapon in the car, there should be some thought about that. Yeah, you are law-abiding, and you got it locked up, and you're following the law of the world. But again, there's the law of you being a responsible parent, understanding what you as a black man got to deal with out here. You just have to keep, I would just say, you have to consider it. You may not need it all the time. So that's what I would throw out there, too, because, again, we can sit here and argue the points and all that but at the end of the day her daddy is gone and we all got choices as parents of what we can uh, make space for opportunities to happen to or not I'm not saying we can't go nowhere but I don't know what would have happened if he didn't have the gun on him would he still be dead or would he be alive that's a question you have to ask as a parent you got to ask it It ain't about being fair oh well it's not his fault no it's all your fault you the parent on that level that's what I. That's how I would think about it. So that's just the only thing I could say. Something to think about. Can I, can I just respond briefly? No, oh, go ahead. Um, I don't disagree with your with your um. What's the word I'm looking for? With your intent, or I forget. I can't. I don't disagree with your message. What I the reason I say I disagree is that 
you know, to me, in my opinion, your your um, what you're saying works if you feel like you need a gun just to protect you against the police. I think that one of the reasons I have one is not only to protect my well, not I'm not going to use a gun against police anyway. So well, again, to be clear, uh, but, I, I don't think you you need a gun to protect yourself against the police. I don't know why you insinuate that. I, I don't think that at all. I mean, you might have a gun because no. you just want a gun. I don't know what it is. Let me, let me just, okay, maybe I'm using it wrong. What I'm trying to say is that the, what you just said, leave your gun at home because you might. I, I, what I got from that, you might get. You don't want to uh, get shot by a cop because you have a gun in the car. I'm saying um, the reason I have a gun in the car is in case a bad guy tries to attack me. So that would be my reason why I carry the gun with me. I'm not going to leave it at home because I might get pulled over and shot by a cop. Does that make sense? Uh, does it, it makes sense when you say does it make sense. Any reason you have a gun would make sense to me. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, questioning the senses of why you would have a gun. To, to be, I support gun owners. <laughs> so well, I don't no, disagree with you at all. At home with your family and I think right. you said leave the gun at home with your family and I think to a certain degree with your family is all the more reason to have one and it might be for you again you know all of these things weigh on where you live and now I don't know if you live in a situation where there's more of a chance that something's going to happen with you and your family so you need a gun maybe it is I, whatever your reasoning is if that makes more sense to you then you have to do what's according you're the parent you're the dad so I, I don't question why you make your choice because you have to I said you're responsible so I would ride whatever the dads say. I'm just saying at least you think about this is something that you would think about when you make a decision with your family. You may have a better reason why you need that gun. And that's it is what it is. You might live in the hood and you feel like stuff be popping off. Uh, I, you must feel like you have more of a greater threat wherever your situation is if you carry a gun with your family. But that ain't for me to question. But you know what? I hear what you're saying again, but it's not. When people get shot, when nine black uh, Christians get, well, not mad at their Christian, but nine black churchgoers get shot in their church. Mm-hmm. When kids, when little kids get shot in their school in Connecticut, you know, the, the land of mainstream folk, if you know what I'm trying to say. Right. Then the rules are out the window. It's not about what neighborhood you live in anymore. It's dangerous everywhere. <laughs> Hey, I, I said, I'm not disagreeing with you. You as a father, I, I support whatever your thought process or what get you to the position. I'm just saying you just have this thought that you thought about. So I have nothing for me to disagree with anything you're saying. I, you're right. You're the one disagreeing with me, but I, 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 that's fine. But I ain't got nothing. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just, you, it. when you say leave your gun at home when your family's in the car. Well, I said well, the thought. You have to have the thought. I'm not telling you what to do. I said I do whatever. I support what the father said. I'm just saying any rational man would have these. These are things that you would weigh when you make a decision. That's my only. That's what I said. Ironically, I did take my Trump is not my president. <laughs> I took that down because I was more concerned about danger to my family than driving around with a gun in the car. Uh, there you go. Although I'm about to put that bitch back up. I'm sorry. I'm just curious. You mentioned it. Why? Why? Why did you feel to take it down? And now, what made you change to put it back on? Well, uh, when I it was one what a couple months ago, I went to pick up my little brother, mm-hmm. and I've been 
oven with the with the uh, thing in the window with my son and everything else. And I, I hope this doesn't make me sound like a bad dad, but I guess I just got comfortable with that. But then when someone else's son is in my care, I got a little bit extra on my toes. I'm like, oh, that that bumper that that bumper sticker might be a problem, uh, which sounds bad. <laughs> like, hmm. um, and so I, I I just left it down, never put it back up. And then I had that confrontation, which we talked about a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was by myself, but, you know, but that's why I took it down. Because I mentioned to the mother kind of jokingly, oh, you know, I've got my Trump bumper sticker. Uh, I'm going to take Zion to the park, but I, I'm going to take my Trump bumper sticker down. She said, yes, please do. And she said it like, she said it like I- I'm serious. Take that shit down. Mm. Now, do and you, I saw it in the eyes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I'm yeah. Well, I was saying, do do you do you ever carry the a gun with you when you got your kid? Do you let them? Do you let her know the same thing too? Like, hey, I have a loaded weapon in the car. I'm going to um, I'm going to get on my Robert Flynn and plead the fifth. I don't know who Robert Flynn is, but all right, <laughs> that answers the question. Hey, man, you are you're an you're an adult male. You're a father, so. You know, I'm a ride with you. All I can say is, like I said earlier, you seem to have a conflict in your own thought process in terms of why you took that bumper sticker and why you put it back on. In your own words, you said it's not kind of good or something like that. So that's something for you to weigh. And if you figure like you understand what it is and you take the good and the bad of that, then I'll rock well, with you. I, I'm just saying, I think the thing, step back and listen to what you just said and how you answered that question would be telling them to thing, itself. But go ahead. No, I, I don't want to answer that. I don't want to answer that question because I don't want to get in trouble with the, with the big brother, big sister program. That's why I said that in terms of the weapon versus the bumper sticker, the weapon is concealed. No one can see that. The bumper sticker is not concealed. Well, right. We know that. That's why I felt the need to take it down. Sure. Okay. Like I said, whatever it works, I mean, whatever you're rocking with, man, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just, I just, uh, I, I'm just saying as as dad, I mean, that's, we have to own, it doesn't have to make sense to me. As long as it makes sense to you, then you're dealing with the good and the bad of it. Well, the fact that, I'll put it this way, the fact that I now own guns and I feel like I need to own them doesn't make sense to me. I admit that. Okay. Because I was the most anti-gun person. I mean, I believed in the Second Amendment. It is. It exists in the Constitution, but you would not catch me anywhere near a gun. And I just started, I started seeing things happening. Okay, after Trump and the fact that, well, that capped it off for me. That okay. was the straw that broke the camel's back. Gotcha. It's like a big sexy will appreciate this uh, in the episode of Star Trek: Next Generation, <laughs> uh, the Wounded, where um, O'Brien confronts a Cardassian and he says, um, "The Cardassian says." Why do you hate me so much? And O'Brien says, uh, "It's not that I hate you, Cardassian. I hate what you made what you made me become." You remember that, Big Sexy? Yes, I do. Okay, I feel like O'Brien. I hate what I have become because of this society we live in. But you choose to be that. You yeah. could say, you could put it that way. You could you could well, say no, I, I mean you, you're, you're a man. I mean you obviously <laughs> responsible for on, what you me, choose to me, be, right? I mean, I'm not trying to down me, you or nothing. Me, I'm just saying, you, obviously, you make those choices. Not I just want to get the full breadth. Of, I just want to get the full depth of what I'm saying. Though it's not just black and white like that. 
Uh, okay, go ahead. It's like if my family is starving, I might choose to steal a loaf of bread, or I might, or it might be a case where I have no, I don't have a choice. How do you look at that philosoph- philosophically? Okay, so do you feel like you don't have a choice, or you do? I mean, or you don't know? I don't know. It's like, do I need insurance? I, do am I? Could I? Could I get sick and die? And I need. Yeah, I'm not oh, asking you uh, what you choice. need. I'm asking you about as a person, as a man. You make I'm a choice. I'm trying to answer your question. Right. And so I'm, I'm just asking, your do you, you made these choices, not society, or do you feel society has forced you to make these choices? I think it's a little bit of both. That's what I'm trying to say. It, it, oh, okay. d- it depends on how you how you look. It's not black and white. It's how you look at it. Okay. The, <laughs> hey, the I, guy, I understand. The guy, I, the guy who. I, sure. What? Well, I said I hear you. I, I understand that. I don't agree with that, but I understand what you're saying. I definitely understand what you're saying. You know? But like I say, like I always say, though, you you're the responsible one in charge over there. So whatever you do, I just assume, you know, you stand behind your actions and good or bad, you roll with it. So I roll with it. You oh, know? I definitely stand behind my actions. No doubt. There you go. So it ain't really a That's question. I, it ain't a question I, about how you got there. You're there, and and you there because you are there. I, I personally don't think no one's making you do anything. But if you say you think it's a different, it's a it's fifty fifty, then I'll buy that answer too. What do you What do you mean? No one's making me do anything. Well, I'm just going by what you said. You said it's it's, it's no, a, no. It's I want to hear your definition. What do you mean? No sorry. one's making me do anything. No, my definition based off is exactly what you said. I asked you, how did you get to here? And you said it's a combination of these two different things. I said, oh, okay. Uh, There you go. I I feel like you make a choice to be what you want to be, but you said it's a combination of two different things. See, what I'm saying is the fact that nine black people got shot in the church where they were praying Mm -hmm. and the fact that school uh, young kids got shot in the school, one might say that um, society did make me do it because there's so much violence in society. Sure. I'm not going to argue. That's what you think. I hear hear you. Go ahead, Ant. I would say, but some would ask, so you're saying there wasn't violence like that prior to those? Of of course there was, but but... and you were fine without a gun prior. So prior to those actions, there were similar actions like that occurred, and you were fine without the gun. So I'm saying, how can you blame society? Who are you saying? How can you say I was fine? Because you didn't have a gun. That doesn't mean I was wasn't complete. Okay, well, okay, fine. Let me add on. I don't think that he meant mean... that you agreed with the violence. I think he just meant maybe you didn't feel. Uh, I don't know if the word is threatened or feel the need that you would have to protect your own. How do you? I'm saying you don't know that you cannot. You're trying to make this. Black well, he's only white. just saying the fact that you didn't the, own a gun at the time. time I, you may have thought of getting one, time, probably, right? For the longest time, I was like, I would sit on and I would sit on Facebook and argue with certain people, chill south. And say this is why I don't like guns, blah 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 blah. But in but inside of me, I'm thinking, how would I protect myself? I mean, that's why I've been taking karate for so long. And I finally said to myself, you know what? A black belt only goes so far. So I'm I'm not saying I wasn't conflicted while I was making my arguments. 
I don't think and I finally said this that. is the straw that broke the camel's back. Huh? Right, and, I, and I'm, I don't, I'm assuming I don't think he didn't say you were being conflicted. Just the fact that whatever it was pushed you over the edge, and you said the capper was Trump made you right. say, "Listen, this is now. I need to go do this." But you know, I, hey, you don't have to. <laughs> these are the same things these they explore in any episode of Walking Dead. What 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 is society, What is the world making us become? You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying. <laughs> Okay. It's you can't say it's the world. You can't say it's society because prior to um, Charleston, prior to Sandy Hook, things like that happened in your lifetime, and you didn't go get a gun. So I'm but saying you can't well, say it's he didn't society. have Trump in his lifetime, and he said that was the tipping point. <laughs> so that's something else. But, but I'm also saying is that that doesn't. But you mean, had Reagan. You had Clinton. That doesn't you mean had the KKK. That it's and again, I appreciate you're trying to make this. A one-size-fits-all thing. What I'm saying is that that doesn't mean I wasn't thinking about should I do it or should I not do it. I don't think I should do it because I don't agree with it. But maybe I should. It doesn't mean just because I didn't have a gun then doesn't mean I wasn't um, pondering getting a gun. And that's great. But what I'm saying is you can't say it's society because all of the factors now have existed prior to it. And you did not I have a gun. Anyone would tell you we haven't seen politics like this since it, since our country was became to be. Anyone, everyone, this, a lot of people say that. That's a lie. We haven't seen this in the Oval Office. That's a lie. Some people, some people probably say that about Obama. So I, I can understand how your viewpoint on that. The same way I understood, you know, some certain yeah. people probably felt uh, threatened that Obama. We never saw Nazis. Into, uh, well, no, I, you, you, I think, I think now I could be wrong. I could be wrong. What? Uh, I would imagine I could have swore I saw a report back when Obama became president that there became more white gun, owner, gun owners than ever. Now, I could be wrong about that. But I, I'm assuming they sort of they're mirroring the tipping point for them might have been, hey, there's a black man in the office. Things are changing. I feel threatened. I got to get my gun. Let's get our guns up. So I can understand their viewpoint. I don't agree with it. The same way I can understand what you said. I'm not. I don't. I don't fault it at all. If you, again, I support gun ownership. So right, but I, I whatever your our, reasons are. Right, yeah. but what I'm. The issue was Ant was saying, society. I can't say society drove me to do this. So you're making my point. Society drove those white men. And they would say society drove us. Well, I, I, yeah, I agree. Society they would say that. I said I don't agree with. Well, that's a di- okay. Well, that's a different argument. You can you don't have to agree with it, but I'm saying right, I don't I agree with any of it. I said I respect it. And I hear what you're saying. What I'm trying to say is it's a legitimate philosophical argument I, to make. And I'm not saying it There's is. No That's what yes I said. I'm not disagreeing with you. So I don't know why you. I'm not saying you're saying. I'm, right, I'm addressing so, right, slow down. Slow down. I'm not disagreeing with you. So you can stop because I, I agree with you. <laughs> right. You don't have to keep making the point. But it's not. I'm talking to Ann. <laughs> right. But this is my show. So I'm, I'm sort of jumping in so we can cut that. I agree with what you're saying. So he's going to have to fall in line with that as well. Right. No okay. one's arguing that point. We, you oh, you have a valid reason. If, if it's valid to you, then it's perfect. That's all you the one that chooses to do. Well, I'm saying you're the one that chooses right, to do it. The reasons why it, you it's just an intellectual right. You're it's right. just a philosophical debate. No doubt, it's not about right or wrong. No it's doubt, a philosophical debate. No doubt, right? No doubt, no doubt, no diggity. Um, the only thing I would just say, <laughs> <laughs> wow. The only thing I say is. 
I, I, only thing I really would where's question that, I, about you. Uh, where's that mean that y'all put up? Where's that mean that the guy? Slow, slow down, sir. The only thing I would question is how you could justify bringing the firearms to the movies. That's where I'd be like, come on, my brother. Like, it Seriously? It ain't popping off that. Now, you ain't going to. You, now, you don't live in South Central. Uh, and going to the Magic Johnson theaters, you know, I, I can understand. Okay, there's knuckleheads be popping off in there, right. but I, I'm I'm clueless and ignorant to the statistical dangers of the movie theater shooting. Maybe you aren't, so then you are, you've made a decision. You don't remember? You don't remember the movie shooting in Aurora, Colorado, with the Dark Knight? Of course, you don't I remember, remember the shooting of. Yeah. Well, the, what do you, you don't remember the shooting of? Uh, this happened maybe. Was it late last year, early this year, where an old man complained to a guy for texting? These are two. Right, right. And these are both white theaters. Right. He got shot. You don't remember? Well, no, I, I didn't say I don't remember. Don't. I remember. Hold on. Slow down. Slow down. What, what I said was, I don't understand the statistical data that shows the more threats at the. Not, I didn't say I don't remember these events. Of course I do. But again, there are movies being shown around the clock every day, all day. I don't. Again, I said I could be ignorant. To statistically, is there more of a danger at the theaters? Because I haven't heard of the numerous shooting deaths as opposed to just the two isolated ones you brought up, right? So let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. Sure. If I have a license to carry a weapon and I'm going to carry it mm-hmm. and I happen to be going to the movie that day, yes. you're saying, well, that day, leave the gun at home because you're going to the theaters. You have the rest of your day to live out. But because you're going to the movie theater, leave it, leave it at home. My point being is that it doesn't make sense that if I carry a gun, I'm going to take it off, leave it in the car, go to the theater, go to the theater, and then come back and put the gun back on, exposing myself to possibly people seeing me take a gun out and put a gun back on. What was your question again? You said you asked me a question. The que- I guess the question is, does it make sense that I would take the gun, that if I have a whole... 12 hours of a day mm-hmm. and I carry a gun right. because I'm a licensed owner, why would I cease to carry it when I go into the movie theater? Uh, well, because you could leave the gun at home I don't, unless you're super busy where you can't go back home in that 12 hour. You, you got straight to the movies. Well, uh, I would say, well, I I, well, I, I, I'm going to answer your question because I don't <laughs> think the movie theater is a threatening place. That's my answer. Until it's not. Until it is. Sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> very true. <laughs> but statistically, yeah, obviously, to... statistically is not right. I mean, you don't take your gun to the daycare or to the school, do you? Until it is a threatening place. I mean, there are gun shootings at schools, but how many parents? I hope the parents aren't walking in there locked and loaded. Like statistically, it is not that type of place until it is. <laughs> and what was your question? Let's exactly. just move on from that. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to deal with them. Did you, did you take? Were you, did you take it to you on uh, Easter Sunday for the service? I don't believe we went to church on Easter Sunday. You said you did. You said you was at the. Uh, you put on Facebook that you was at, at the uh, on Easter Sunday. Oops. That, that, that the preacher was taking too long. Oops. Maybe I did go. I can't. <laughs> well, did you carry the gun? Can you answer the question now? I know I know I have taken a gun to church before. Wow. I can't remember if it was on Easter Sunday. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> fired the preacher. Hurry up, nigga. Shoot, you went to the to church packing? 
Why are you? Why are y'all acting so shocked and so? Because it sounds crazy. So, oh my God, he took a he took a gun to church. Oh my God, because we don't normally do that. That's why. What possessed you to feel you needed to go in their packet? There's respectability uh, politics there. Let me say. Let me say this, and I'm gonna say whether you understand it or agree with it. I can't help you with that, but let me just explain this one last time. <laughs> okay. One last time. You're done with you, Nikki. When you get your, when you get a license to drive a car, you do so because you intend to drive the car. <laughs> You're not helping your argument, Q. When you get a license to carry a firearm, you do uh. do so because you intend to carry the firearm, not to shoot it, but to carry it. <sighs> Okay. All right, Q has spoken. You remind me never to get the collection plate over Q in church, boy. Shot. <laughs> so, with that said, wherever Q goes, let it be known he got some hot ones just in case it pop off. <laughs> My man be at McDonald's. Hey, stay in your lane. My man. My man's at like the fries better come out hot. Yeah, he at, <laughs> well, he at the red box. <laughs> stay in your lane. You're, you're, Starbucks. You're joking. Stay in your lane because okay, it could okay. pop off. I'll let you finish. Yeah, because like Starbucks, uh, Borders or Barnes and Nobles, wherever he be at, he got a license, and he didn't get a license for show. He got a license for show your ass. So just be, be in line with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you're finished, what I'll say, you're making jokes and it's funny. <laughs> the, the thing is, is, is that this ahead. is the this this is the issue with um with and us. this is one of the reasons I huh? Oh, no, I'm just joking. You. Go ahead, man. I know you're feeling it. Go ahead. I'll be quiet. Um, I think the the issue is is that I believe in responsible gun ownership. Okay, interesting, and. I don't have to explain why I have a gun to anybody. Not not saying anyone's asking me, I, but you know, it's it's my right, and I have my reasons, and which I have enumerated here. But what I'm saying to you is that the difference between me and the people in your jokes that that, that are funny is that I respect the weapon. I'm not pulling it out for no reason. As a matter of fact. The weapon helps me to avoid confrontation because if I use that weapon to defend myself, I can still get hemmed up for whatever reason. All right. The the, 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 pros- the prosecutor, uh, if a civil case is brought against me, they're going to try to find every reason why I did not need to fire that gun, even though I was in my life was threatened. So I don't carry it lightly. But I do uh, the know assumption this. is that you don't carry it lightly, right? Well, I'm just saying, just addressing the jokes. Well, why would you address jokes? We're just joking. You don't need to address the jokes. It's not personal. No, no, but but I'm trying to explain. I know you're joking, and I'm not upset about it. What I'm saying is, I I know you. I know all of you guys. I know you're joking. It's funny, but these jokes are told out in our our greater society, our greater community, and it just goes to to, uh, further the stereotype that everyone that owns a gun is a as a, a, a nut or a, a violent person and all the people I've met in gun shops, ranges, 
Yeah, but you're not a violent. To? No one here thinks there's no stereotype of you being violent. The stereotype, it's not a stereotype. Not the joke is me, that. Oh, I know, but so the the joke is that my man is carrying it at the movie theaters. It, it, the joke is that it's you're, you're carrying it in my opinion of absurd places to carry it not that you are well, irresponsible with the gun and you're pulling it out and you got a problem here nigga got a problem it's none of that <laughs> it's just the well, fact that in in some of these you're you're carrying it in like these ultra sort of <clears throat> rare and unusual places that most common people would think to have a gun nothing against your rights nothing against you being responsible that's not even a, that's not it at all like no one's you know what i mean so there's nothing to do with that i understand you being defensive about it. i'm just saying no one's questioning your rights about any of that what i'm trying to like what i'm trying to tell you guys is that and this may sound corny to you i mean i've, I've been training for about six or seven months now i don't know how what was six months into the year seven months as of today I'm the kind of person that you want carrying a gun around you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it doesn't sound corny. It's just like, okay. I feel you, though. I, I definitely, like I said, I support you in your gun efforts. It's just that uh, if I you, was ever at the theater with you, just let me know so I can make my choice. You have every right in the world, and I respect that. And, and, and yeah, you are the, you're the guy that we would all want to hold the gun, just not around me at the Theater. That's all I'm saying. Ain't got nothing to do with you and your six. Let me ask. And I'm, I'm just gonna ask you a question. Else. Why not? I'm just because I just feel it's why unnecessary. Not? That's all. But what? What? What is it? Okay, it's not necessary. But what? Yeah. If I tell you, yo, Mike, uh, listen. Um, yes, sir. If you or I'm not gonna tell you. That would be stupid. But if you, if I fucked up somehow, and you saw the metal sticking out from underneath my shirt, what does that mean for you? You're not gonna sit. Next to me or what? I don't understand. You're gonna say that's not necessary, Mike, and walk out the theater. Yeah, well, what do you think is gonna happen? Can, what do you think is gonna happen because I have it? Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I'm just saying I right. feel it was. So why would you, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You tell me the answer. No, I, I, you say you don't. I'm asking why you say you wouldn't want to hang with me because having the gun is unnecessary, and I'm saying. What do you think is going to happen? Because I have the gun and I'm a responsible person. You say then it's not necessary, right? So if we going to see oh, food. right, so if we were going to go see Star Wars: Last Jedi, for instance, and say, man, right. you, you, I go get the popcorn, you go get the seats, <laughs> and okay. and you, like you said, the, I see the butt of the gun on the shirt. I'd be like, Q, really, my man? We out here in uh, good old folks USA. We chilling. What, what you need that for right now? And I, and I, I would be on my, my pops. Does that make you feel like a man? No. no. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's unnecessary, bro. Like, man, why don't you go and put that in the car, man? We don't need that. It's not that I think it's something going to pop off, but it's, it's the same point. It's like, it's, it's extra to me. It'd be like, uh, I don't know, if, if you went and was at the library and uh, I got my strap. Like, uh, huh? Like not, nothing against your right to have it, and it's your choice at the end of the day. But I'd be like, eh, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I'm, I, I still haven't heard what you think would happen. Oh, I don't know what would happen. You, I'm just oh. saying it's unnecessary to me. And not a matter of what would happen. What I do know, what I don't think is going to happen is somebody going to come in here and rob us, and you going to pull out and save us all. I surely hell know that ain't going to happen. You think okay, so you think no one's <laughs> gonna come in there and 
try to rob the theater. Okay. Right. You're right. I don't no think that's going to happen. No one's going to come in and rob the theater. And when they do so come in here, when they do come in, I sure know you ain't going to pull your shit out and defend everybody. That's just my opinion. Why do you think that? Because I just don't see it. You don't see it, but <laughs> I don't. I, 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 I mean, I haven't seen you ever do that before. So why would I? I don't. I don't have the vision to see you being that dude because I ain't never seen you do that. That's why I don't so see. I, it. Now I, you so may I, see this, it, I, but I don't. You ask my okay, opinion, this is, right? Okay, yeah, you're right. But that finds interesting. So someone <laughs> comes into the theater. Yes, sir. They pull out a gun. Now, first off, if they already have the gun out and I can't, there's no cover to be gotten mm-hmm. or anything like that. <laughs> Hey, I'm not going to draw on them because I'm going. I'm they have the drop already, gotcha. right? Right. But if their back is turned to me and they're shooting people, you're saying you saying, oh man, I'm glad I told Mike or Q. Damn, I put my slave name out there so everyone knows. <laughs> I'm glad I told Q to leave the gun in the car now. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I'm sorry, I was talking when you said that. I don't see what now. Wow, let's just move on then. <laughs> no, no, I just I honestly didn't hear that last part you said. I'm saying let's assume that mm-hmm. someone in the theater yes. pulls out a gun and and their back is to me. Mm-hmm. You're sitting one seat over because I don't sit right next to a man in the theater. Okay. You're, but you're sitting next to me with that seat in the middle. <laughs> Wait a minute. You got homo. Th- you got homo. No homo, <laughs> but you you got the gun. Go on, man. Go ahead and do, say what you I mean. don't know what's. Two has to do. I don't know what I got it anyway. You the man. You're saying to me, you're saying to me <laughs> that you still will feel you still will be comfortable with your decision to make me leave the gun in the car. Uh, yes, it's interesting that you frame this. It's, it's interesting that you frame this in such a manner that it's in the best possible light for you to pull the gun out, right? Like, he's got his back to me. I have my cover. The best possible way to pull a gun is when <laughs> and, and, someone's got a gun. Well, no, about? I mean, you, you put all these other particulars in there. Again. Those and, are the particulars why you, you carry a gun. Well, no, no. That's you the said, only reason you carry a gun. You said only. There's no particulars. Yeah, you just said you would only pull it out if you had the drop on them. Right? That's, that's, a respons- that's, that's being responsible as a gun owner because sure. if, if I try to pull the gun while he's pointing a gun in my direction. He's going to shoot me and you. Okay. I'm not going to be able to draw the gun faster. Now, right. if he so moves, again, around, I, if he moves, okay, go ahead. Huh? No, go ahead. You got it. If he, if he moves, where I can get cover mm-hmm. and get time to draw my weapon, mm-hmm. then I would draw it and shoot for sure. And, but if there's a if there's a little girl in front of him, no, I'm not going to do that. If there's anyone in front of him, I'm not going to do that. Well, all I'm again, saying is the assumption is we're in a movie theater where there's probably more than just me and you in, and we would assume most the movie theater is dark, right? Most of them are, right? So right. how you're able to see all of this and figure all of this stuff out? It'd be again. That's why I said I don't think so. That's because what training I, is for. Right. And I don't know how many movie theater strategic shooting training situations you have had. I don't know that. Right. <laughs> so that's why I just said, I don't know that. Now, you may know this, but you didn't ask yourself the question. You asked me. So based off of what you asked me and what I understand, I don't know if you know how to handle yourself in a movie theater or darkened environment with a whole bunch of innocent bystanders around. I don't know that training of you. I haven't seen that YouTube video. So that's why I said, no, nah, I don't think you would be popping off like that. Because you, you ain't been in that situation. I don't know anything about that. And if you think you know how to do all that, I will question, like, really? 
when have you done this before? That's all I'm saying. So I'm answering your question. You don't have to like the answer, but that's why I said what I said. So let me ask you this question. <laughs> okay, <then>. go ahead. <laughs> no, do we want to have the conversation or not? I'm, no, I'm no, I said go ahead. All right, so I have the gun. <laughs> Another scenario. It's in my holster. Yes. There's a guy shooting people. Yep. And we all just die. <laughs> so what is the difference? What what did my gun bring negative to the equation for you? Uh, it, it does nothing in your scenario that you just framed. Right. We all die dead. So, I mean, what, what am I supposed to answer to that? No. So my question to you is, <laughs> what is what does it matter if I have the gun or not? You're saying I don't have the skill to use it, which maybe I, maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. I've never been in a theater where I had to use it. Right. And I, I don't want to be you, around you when you're trying to figure that out. Right. That's why I said it ain't, it's uncomfortable for me. But you're right. You don't want to. OK, so you don't <laughs> want to be around me when I am trying to figure out how to shoot, shoot a guy with a gun in a theater. Exactly. So I should leave the gun away so that the gun so that the guy with the gun in the theater can just shoot you point blank. Again, your assumption is that he's just going to shoot everybody. And, and so in your assumption, uh, yeah, that's right. I guess we would all die point blank. I don't know how you know it would happen that way. I don't know it would happen with that. I can't. So I, that's why I said you're framing these in ways that make sense to what you want to say. But again, your assumption is that he's just going to blow everybody away. I don't know he's going to do that. I don't know if he's going to pull the gun out. I don't know if you're going to pull your gun out. But I, what I do know is I'm not going to put myself in the position where the gun guy is in there and then you make the choice to have the gun and try, you're going to do your hero thing. I I just know that I'm not going to be in that position. Whether or not he blows us all away, I don't know nothing about that. I can't make that choice. I can't make the choice of a guy walking in with the gun. I have no control over that. So asking me what that's about, I can't answer that. I can have the choice of what I choose to be around and I'd rather not be around you with a gun in a movie theater, one, because I think it's unnecessary. Two, if those events that you just said describe pop off, I don't know nothing about your training enough. You're not a police officer, so I don't know if you know how to handle yourself and you ain't been in the military. You said you had six months of training. I don't equate six months of training with being on a level of a police officer in, in a highly stressful situation that who's probably been in stressful situations before and popped off his gun. That's my right. That's my just rational thought, man. It ain't got nothing to do with, of, uh, downgrading you or you know lack of abilities I'm, i just don't i just did. i'm ignorant so i'm not gonna play around with my life because you know better than me i don't know i need to know I, and okay, unless i, I know then i, I have you, to make Mike. a decision I'm, as a I'm, man to say um cool you don't have to understand to it but you ask me this is what i'm it's just do. funny to me so go ahead it's funny to me that you feel more you would feel more threatened with me having a gun than a, a bad guy who's shooting people on theater. That I didn't say I would feel more threatened. I didn't say I felt more threatened. I said what I would not allow myself to be around. I cannot control if somebody wants to run in there and shoot a gun. Did you feel threatened? Would I feel threatened if a guy ran in there with a gun? Yes, of course I would. Why wouldn't I? No, I'm saying Why it's would? just funny to me that you feel more uncomfortable with me, someone you know who sure. is responsible, with a gun uh, on my person, in a movie and theater. It, it, huh? Yeah, in a movie theater. Here's what I can tell you. Right. Again, we don't know if somebody's coming in here with a gun. I do know that you are. Of course. Right? So I can't I have deal the gun. with so that's why I can't deal with the what ifs. I can only answer your question to what I know and what I allow. I'm allowing myself to be in a movie theater with you with the gun, right? I make the choice to do that. I don't make a choice for some nut to come in there and shoot people. 
So you can't ask me what I would do in that. I don't want that to happen. But I also don't. But I have no choice in that. I do have a choice in this situation, right? Because with you walking in with me with the gun in the movie theater, I feel it's unnecessary. You have your ramifications or not ramifications. You have your thought process of why you think it is. That's that's yours to have. You can walk in there with it. I ain't got nothing to do with that. But me, I'm good. And like I said, it's nothing to do. So I don't don't make it be. It's funny to you and you feel a certain way about it. it. Ain't got nothing to do with you like that. I'm a man with the with kids and their family and responsibility to myself. So I have to make a choice. Right. I don't know if some I must statistically no one's coming in there with the gun to blow our heads off. Right. So common sense statistics would say it's not going to happen. You, on the other hand, making the choice to walk in there. That will happen if you try to do that. And I do have the choice to say either yay or nay. So on a, on a statistical basis, ain't nobody going to walk in there and rob us, right? So I'm judging it based off of that. So the, the thought of, well, I got a gun so I could protect us if it happens, that's true if you think so. But the statistics say it ain't going to never happen like that. And I'm not going to live my life on the, the off chance. I'm not going to live my life on the off chance that, you know, the nutcase is going to come in there and then you're going to be, you know, the hero. It's not going to pop off. Statistics also said that um, people wouldn't get shot in the church. And statistically, they don't get shot in the church, do they? Right? Yeah, but they but but it happens. It has happened. Well, of course, times it, now. It, it has happened. But again, I'm not going to live my life being threatened on some rare type of stuff that might pop off. OK, that's just my choice. You, right. you don't have to live it like that. There's nothing wrong with that. But it just doesn't make sense to me. I would imagine most people, it don't make sense to bring a gun in a movie theater. Now, it makes sense to you, obviously. That's your right. But I don't know why we, you would think that's surprising or something. That, that sort of puzzles me, actually. I don't think it's... I, I think it's surprising because people have concealed carry licenses. and You're familiar with this. But every time I tell you that I carry it, wherever I tell you I go, you get shocked. That's what's surprising. At, at that's the movie theater? Too. Yeah. <laughs> at the movie theater, I would be shocked. I don't care who it is. I, I don't understand why anyone would be bringing a gun in the movie theater. Unless you're a police officer. Again, unless the area okay, that you live in is a little gang it, violence. Where, where is it not shocking off? that I would bring a gun? Where is it where not is shocking it not that I would bring shocking? a gun since I have a concealed carry permit? Gun range. Oh, there you go. That's a good answer. <laughs> so why, why have the concealed carry permit? Why, why, what's, yeah, gun range. Uh, th- that makes sense that you would have a gun there. Right. But where does it make sense with a concealed carry permit to carry a gun? You asking me you? where it would make sense? I'm just at, yeah. well. I don't have a gun, so it doesn't you, you, make you sense say, to me, <laughs> right? I'm saying to you, you know that it doesn't make sense to you mm-hmm. that someone would carry a gun in the theater. Fine, right? Where would it make sense to carry a gun? At your statistically, house? at your house. Statistically, it makes sense to have. Uh, so the statistics show that there are a lot oh, of. Oh, you said breaking. statistically. I I don't know statistics. I don't have the statistics to back up my answer. So how could I answer that question? What I'm saying to you is that you know it doesn't make sense to carry a gun in the theater. And you said because statistically, right. no one's going to come in there with a gun and start shooting people. Right. So I'm asking you, where does it make sense to carry a gun? In my house, you said. Well, I, I, would, See, I, you th- I would say the answer that Sean said at the gun range. 
Well, statistically, no one's shooting at a gun range, shooting people at a gun range either. Right, but they're, they're using shooting it for practice. Right. You didn't ask me the reasons why they need to use it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Mike. Q. <laughs> okay. Q. Using that logic, the only place it makes sense for me to drive my car is on the Indianapolis 500 track or a race track. Do you go? Do you go at high speed <laughs> at a race? Do you go at a race speed? Not, race speed? Not that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, brother. <laughs> Statistically, you better not drive too yeah. far away from home because you got to recharge that bad boy. <laughs> but go no, ahead. Mark. you're wrong again. I'm just messing Because the Prius is a hybrid, not a <laughs> battery-driven car. I understand. Go ahead, Mark. Top 80. Q. Um, has something happened other than that incident with that Peter Boyle-looking-like cat to make you feel that you need added protection? That, first off, l- let me let me let me tweak your premise a little bit. I did not feel like I needed protection of, of a gun for that type of for that guy. Let's put I, it that way. I, I didn't say that. <clears throat> so so what has happened then to spark this desire to walk? Not only be an owner, which is fine, but to go the extra mile to go get a concealed weapons carry permit. Thought I've made this pretty clear. What Trump being elected? Let, let me let me explain it, or let me repeat myself. When Trump got elected, I saw Nazis saluting uh, right down from the Capitol. Uh, I saw uh, hate crimes uh, increase. I saw um, Jewish cemeteries vandalized and swastikas spray painted all over the place. Um, now this is fudging a little bit, but nooses were found have been found at the African American Museum in D.C. Uh, a, a white man went in and shot nine people in a church. There have been three shootings in movie theaters. Um, prior, uh, it's, it's kind of stopped a little bit. It's, it's I haven't heard any reports lately. Well, yeah, actually in the Bronx, uh, a, a gunman was in a hospital. Um, uh, domestic. Not, when I say domestic, I mean not like like a man or wife, but shootings, random shooting in post offices, hospitals, and schools, like Sandy Hook. Uh, And and the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back was when my wife said, um, maybe we should get a gun. I said, did anything happen to you to warrant this? No, nothing's happened to me. But by the same token, I, again... I've never broken a bone in my body. I've never been hospitalized overnight, but I still have medical health insurance. So nothing's happened to me that I need. Well, that's maybe stretching a little bit. I have been sick, but I have not had any catastrophic health disability either that would that requires that I had carry the amount of health insurance that I do. All right. Hey, man, you got Second Amendment. Is it Second Amendment right? To, to, to own a gun second and to carry it that's your choice hey do what you do I support it uh, like I said my only thing is when, it, when you're around people you gotta give them that choice too you gotta respect their choices just as they respect yours no see what do you mean when you say that you mean I have to sure. announce that I have a gun whenever I get around people well when you're around me yeah that's what I'm saying now you may feel like you don't like, have to well, it might not, but as soon as I find out about it, I'm at, I'll make my choice, right? Well, and you have to respect that just as I respect oh, yours. That's correct. 
That's all I'm saying. So, again, I'm not, you know, so it is. Again, I'm not against you having a gun. You have, again, to be clear. No, what I, I said earlier, is, I support you, said, you all the you the man of the house. So I support what you, you want to do. It's just that I'm a man of my house, so I have to make the decisions based off of mine. And if I say I don't want to be around you with a gun, it ain't because I disagree with your choice to have one. It's just that I disagree with my choice to be around it. I don't understand what the problem with that is. I, just as I don't understand not, the problem with your choice. Only except for when it's in the movie theater. Okay. <laughs> I never said it was a problem. You think I want to sit up here and say, Mike, you must stay with me even, even though you don't want to be around me? No. If you uh, want to step, that's fine. Right. What I'm saying to you is that uh, I am not going to announce sure. that I have a gun to well, you, anybody. Well, because your, that would be stupid. Your, your argument, you, in your argument, you but said what I would something say is, about your shirt being up and I saw it. That's why we started talking about it. Wasn't but I didn't announce it, my point. We're, right, we weren't talking about announcing it. That's what we, we originally What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> We'd be if you invited me to your house, <laughs> right. I'm going to respect your house, and if you tell me, of course you Mike, will. I don't know if you have a gun or not. If you do, don't come in my house oh, with the gun. Right, these are assumed things. You have, you're a respectable man. Of course, I would assume you do that. Like, right? These aren't things you have to discuss that. That's not what we were talking about. We were talking about the absurdity of being in, in places that are unusual. So, I, I thought you suggested I need to tell everyone, tell people that I have a gun before I hang out with them, which I'm not going to. No, I said me. You know. I didn't say everyone else. <laughs> okay. I said that repeatedly. But anyway, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Do what you do. I'm curious what, maybe if I can remember, we'll put a poll on the site. How about that? We'll do a poll. Actually, yeah, we do a poll. We can do polls on Twitter, can't you? And pool? Yes. I've seen it. And Facebook. You should just uh, What's should, the poll? should you uh and it has and you gotta put your name on it. Should you how do you, should a person carry a gun to the movie theater? Just to see just to get the general consensus <laughs> of people. I'd be curious. Um all right, man, we gotta wrap this up. Oh, I didn't know we was gonna get into this. I don't even know how we got into you this. You forgot about Kodak Black? Oh, uh, we ain't got. Hey, man, I ain't forgot about it. Who? It's, it's exactly. Exactly. Why give space to coonery? Eh, eh. It's not Are you good. talking about the dude with the lights yeah, and women and stuff? Yeah, that's silly stuff. Put in work first, and then we'll you discuss your people opinion. People's gonna talk about it. I said that. Yeah. Oh well, then I was wrong. I'm gonna hold the air. Yeah, I'll hold the air. We ain't talking about shit. <laughs> I would want to talk about the Amigos thing, but unfortunately we run out of time. So uh, maybe if his if his comments are still relevant by next week, Ant will talk about it then. Something tells me it won't. Be. I did, but uh, I mean, no, yeah. <laughs> I did want to Ant thought about that guy because I'm defending Ant against Afroner. Okay, well we're gonna have to get that next week because we're not gonna be able to do it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have been entertained with our dialogue, possibly educated, possibly riled up, uh, whatever it is. I hope you felt something. Of course, we want to hear what you think. Leave your comments below. Um, also, uh, join our Patreon page. We got that popping. You'll see the link underneath this. What is it? It's a way to support the site. You can do it for just a dollar a month, but I have to shout out. We've been getting people signing up for $20 a month and $10 a month. Thank you so much for those. And we're going to have uh, exclusive stuff on the uh, Patreon site. Of course, all our Prince podcast listeners, you can get all of the old 
uh, Prince episodes up on there. Um, this is just a great way to set it up. You know, you got to think about it and you, you know, you're helping out the website and making the vision come alive and work it like a job. So with that, check us out on social media. This is Michael Dean show. This is podcastjuice.net. We will see you next time. Until then, shut up. <laughs> <laughs>